everyone. This is uh, 372 pages. We'll never get back. I am Michael J. Nelson. I uh, had a bit of a cold. I'm just going to say that off the front so that you hear a little strain in my voice. Please forgive me. Uh, yeah, you here. started off. You, well, hey, everyone. This sounded like you're about to, uh, you know, the first episode after your, you know, nude ramp through the grocery store had been made public and you were sort of addressing the haters um, yeah, Jay, the, Jay Leno was going. What, what were you? Uh, what were you thinking there? What, what, what was going on? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have. I don't make very good choices, Jay. No, it's uh, <laughs> sorry. It's it's the cold. Blame yes. the cold. Well, well we're going to soldier on. Well, I mean, if you've been taking cold medicine th- throughout the you know your past seventy two hours or whatever, it might have. I don't know. Had the reverse effect on this book of making it make purple perfect sense. <laughs> I, I wish I had. I wish I had taken some sort of hallucinogen and reversed the, uh, the, the <laughs> flipped the script on this book. This is quite astonishing. Why don't you describe what we're up to here? Well, we, you know, this is the podcast where we read bad books, and this is a book that was recommended to us by a listener named Mark months, months if not years ago. He he read this book and sort of recommended it, and you know, we I assumed he thought we'd never address it, but it is called. Kyleb's dream. You're going Possibly. with Kyleb now. Kyleb, possibly in your Caleb. Head. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Kyleb or Caleb Varney. It is a self-published book from I think 2019, but uh, 2018, 2018. I think, yes, but clearly, clearly a you know work he's been working on for a long time, putting his life's philosophy and uh, everything. If there's a term for that, of something uh. you, you scrawl in a cabin somewhere that you then unleash upon an unsuspecting populace, uh, it's not coming to mind. However, this is his novel, uh, and it is, man, of all the books we've covered on here, as densely packed with madness, I think, as, as anything we've ever covered. I, I will just say off the bat, I have never, not even close with dumb sentences of the week <laughs> where I'm just like, bam, that one, that one, that where I've just like, okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. Let me see if I could find the, uh, the exact quote that a listener wrote in, uh, because yeah, he said the exact same thing. I think it was from, Oh, Harrison. He said, this is the most incoherent book in 372 history, which probably makes it the most incoherent book in history, <laughs> which I'm not going to argue with, but you know how like, you know, who's a filmmaker where, you know, you can just look at a frame and it's just, you know, densely packed with composition and, and illusions like, you know, Kubrick or, uh, you know, Wes Anderson, where you can just sort of analyze it, you know, or do you, do you ever read Jack Handy's novel? Um, I never read his novel, no. I've, but, you know, his it, it's not the same art way, but it's densely packed with jokes, you know, where like sure. he can just fill, you know, a sentence with a couple jokes. And so everything is just has a potential for a laugh. That's this book, but with madness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that of, uh, I think Woodhouse said that. I try to make something about every sentence be at least a joke or be enjoyable and lead to another. You know, it's really dense. You have to go like, oh, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, this is, yes, this is insane. <laughs> and uh, so it really is something you should be reading along with. It, you know, it, to, to not miss out on anything because we're not going to be able to cover everything here, but. It, it works on so many levels. The, the punctuation 
the grammar, but then the sudden surprises where he'll say something as if it's been there all along. And you have to go back and be like, wait, is this really the first mention of the, the evil volcano? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, he, it is. And he just, you know, brought it up 15,000 words into here as if it's been something we've all been aware of the entire time. There is a lot of that. Uh, but it, uh, it, I think it got off to a slightly slow start because I, I didn't know, you don't know what it's going to be about. I mean, someone's dream could be, I went to the post office and saw my cousin who died, you know, like, so that was weird. I'm not ruling that out. So this, this one starts with, um, him just, uh, uh, going to a party. Although he does need to find a mistress, I guess that's kind of weird. (laughs) Yes. He's just about, it's the first day of high school or like it's about to start tomorrow, I think. Yes. But he also knocks a letter from the council off of his desk and breaks a wax seal yeah. And that reminds him that he needs to find a mistress. Yeah, I, that was what I put as my first note. Is, yeah, every time I the wax shatters around, I remember, oh, that's right. I got to get a mistress. <laughs> Bridget's like, what did you say out loud over there? <laughs> nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing, dear. Cleaning up wax, the wax. Just sweeping the wax. And he also has this thought to him. He, he breaks the wax and thinks, oh, like mistress, right? We've all been there. But uh, he says, um, I didn't play sports or anything. So I knew that my weekend was free, even though it was Sunday. So that's just another uh, glimpse into his worldview where where sports are the only thing that can consume your weekend. So since he doesn't play them, he then realizes retroactively on Sunday that his weekend, which is halfway over, has been free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He then, uh, this is the, the beginning, I think, of the, we're in for something with the punctuation he says, I thought to myself as I picked up the bigger pieces of the wax now littering my floor. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you thought you... Oh, he's just observing that he is he is able to observe his own thoughts, which I yes. think he doesn't need to say that anymore. We know when you're conscious you are you can access your own thoughts. So sure. I thought as I did this podcast I don't need to tell everyone that. Right. They assume that I'm yeah, Probably. it's just it's it's a Descartes callback, you know. He, he he thinks you know that he is he exists. And he's so just he's reminding thinking. himself. Okay, that's fair enough. This is also and this these are three sentences that are all in a row. So then he um he starts to walk to the door, but then the phone rings, startling him. I started, I darted to the phone, grabbing it up in a frenzy, and clicked the power button. So again, 2019. <laughs> but so this is the sort of uh, state that he exists in where the phone rigging triggers a frenzy of, of answering it. And then the, the unknown person on the <laughs> other end who's sort of giving him grief about not having a girl. Got he, it. He's 15, right? Yes, it's the first day of high school. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he actually sounded surprised yet sarcastic. God. Here we go. It's happening already. <laughs> he said sarcastically. So who does that remind you of? Oh, man. More of that to come. Oh, absolutely more of this to come. It's amazing. Why is that the case? Why does it keep coming up? How are all these authors related? But so what did, what did he say that's surprised or sarcastic? He's invited him to a, a party that had been scheduled for this week. Uh, he says... This is it sort of sounded to me like an exchange between Tommy and Mark in the room, which is again not going to be the first, the last time that comes man, up. Oh man, uh, party he had forgotten about the party we had scheduled this week. You know, anyway, we're going to have food, 
like burgers, hot dogs, sausages, and other things, salads, cakes, all the usual stuff. <laughs> that is, we're, we're, if we haven't already, we're going to break the record for commas in a sentence in this because he throws them out. I saw someone remark that it sounds like, you know, Shatner's reading of Rocket Man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that just came up the other night, and, and Bridget said he was kidding, right? I'm like, no, he wasn't kidding. It was 1973. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did it once and assumed no one would ever think about it again. Yeah, I packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Pre-flight. Which he gets very really irritated when people do an impression of him and do that pause. He's like, I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the uh, actual... Uh, surprised it's sarcastic is from his friend is really okay really man that's a bummer you need to really get a girl this is the third party and you've come along to everyone so far uh but isn't that also johnny maybe you should have a girl mark oh yes yeah. wow <laughs> um and this was the first time i noted it but i noted a lot is like did a human write this <laughs> I mean, presumably he did, right? It's a but question. Like, it we... wasn't run through the Alta Vista translator from 1997, and then out again the other side. Yeah, turned I... into Spanish and then back into English or something. I because yeah, I, I what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks like this. No one talks like this, and no one writes like this. But I don't think we can. I, I, we got to go date... with our. We got to go with what we know. That yes. this is a guy. That it, yeah, and he put it out there like the listener Mark sent in some things, a uh, promotion he was doing on a you know uh, self publishing forum or something, and he, he he writes this same way in that note. We can cover it if we have time for emails, but it's sure. you know it it doesn't make you think like oh like he's a, he's a you know he's not writing it like you know teen text speak when he's talking on the forum. He writes you know with the commas and the misused words even when he's posting on a forum. Okay, <laughs> um, so then this is the the first hint. Till now, I thought it was just sort of, this is mundane or whatever. And then uh, the sky was slightly cloudy. It was 70 degrees. Good to know. I didn't drive, so I just flew. Like, All right. I kind of passed over. Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Maybe a plaz car or something. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're getting ready for that. But then uh, my first laugh out loud. I never was a fan of crowds. Probably. Because, I suppose I should do that as Andy. I, exactly what I wrote. Yep. I never was a fan of crowds. Probably because it reminded me of the war in Egypt with Nubia. (laughs) (laughs) And bam, we're in we're in a new place. We've taken off. Wow! (laughs) Turned the dial to to insanity. Yeah, he goes to a party that has uh, around thirty or forty people, Um, but that's fine with him. This is not a big enough crowd to remind him of the war in Egypt with Nubia. He's fine with this one. So it's a a term I'd never heard. It was a light party, and then he goes on to tell you what that means, meaning there were only this many people. Like, okay, that's, that's I, pretty I, new I never for heard a... the term light party, but no, but, you know, for a uh, they're still in middle school, high school hasn't started. That's a lot of people to get. I together. guess they were going to ragers up until this point. <laughs> and uh, speaking of ragers, uh, the next sentence after Nubia is the smell of grilled oh, beef. Yes sausage, and other meats, a variety of 80s meats, of which were gently but lovingly glazed with the smoking barbecue sauce filled the air. And uh, just in case you're disappointed, like, oh, he, he sort of just talks about the meats and then moves on to the atmosphere of the party. 
do not fear. <laughs> the smell of, of beets, breakfast meats, breakfast in general will be a, oh. a, a major theme of at least these first two chapters. This guy, you know, they say never go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Never write your manifesto when you're hungry as well. You'll just grilled of which. So the grilled meats. But then we get, uh, speaking of uh, familiar, uh, I mentioned sarcastic earlier. See if this rings a bell as well. Most of the girls here were about two years younger or one year older than I. So I was at an odd age. I mean, I've never, th- when I enter... A party, I never go like, oh boy, that guy's old, that guy's younger, that's older, younger. I'm an odd man out. I gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. You're at the exact average. You're at the most normal age here, sir. <laughs> but if you did walk into a room where most of the girls there were about two years younger or one year older, you would you would think that is kind of odd. That's that's that it is strange that this is the how this has broken down. I guess since a lot of them were thirteen years old. Sure. That is a little... Right. When you do go of... to a, a party with your fellow freshmen in high school, you probably are going to have a very similar amount of variance here. Yes. And were How... the 13-year-olds grilling the meat <laughs> gently but lovingly glazed? Yeah. I don't remember the first time I manned the grill at a barbecue, but it wasn't when I was 13. <laughs> okay. Not a lot of responsibility for grilled meats and uh, yeah, lovingly glazing things. <laughs> uh, but how about this? This is also odd. The attendants were grouped together. Guys, girls... Those who were dating, those who were sports fans, <laughs> and other interesting variations. So he's he's mentioned sports a couple times here. It doesn't come up a lot after this, but is it like you know your your stereotypical bartender where he's you know asking people like what can I get you sports fan type of thing, or is he just uh, trying to point out that he doesn't know anything about sports? He's like the alien going. There were also sports fans there. What is I don't really know what a sports fan is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is he saying that like as if these are weird people? Like what are the other interesting variations like there? And then there was the people with webbed feet and, um, you know, a whole group of people who had misspelled tattoos. We all was... flew there. So we're all the same that way. <laughs> Over the... there, they were talking about how the holdovers was uh, overrated. So that's all sorts of very interesting groupings here. Uh, well, then we get to the first oddity, at least for me. This is physically, I don't know what's going on. I was looking down, comma, at the blank tablet I had brought with me when she approached, period. I was frozen, no punctuation here. I was frozen, unable to comprehend anything. She continued to walk. And then finally sat in front of me. (laughs) What is, is it like the dream thing? Is it, what's the paradox where you can never get to the end of the race? Oh, right. Yeah. The halfway Uh, there all the time. Punching in a dream is always like that. So maybe she's like that. She can't quite. And then finally she gets there. But he's looking at a tablet. Yeah. So she's continuing to walk. It's it's just hard to describe how 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 does that work? I don't know. Yeah, and like dream is going to excuse a lot of things probably That's in right. his mind here, but yeah. uh you know, just you can if there's any you couldn't excuse Antigua, you could say the same thing. Okay, it was all a dream. That's why all this terrible stuff happened and none of it made sense like right. <laughs> Uh, it is also the first mention of the tablet he had brought, and I think the only one as well. It is, yes. I, I don't know if it's a sketch pad or a, um, you know, electronic tablet. I don't know. But yeah. this is this is turning out. This is this is the first girl who, who approaches him, and uh, she says, "My name, it's 
well, it's pretty long, so why don't you call me Hope? And uh, it never expands on how long her name must be to uh, need it to be shortened that much or whether that's her real name or whatever. Um, well, then here's here's why I didn't excuse him from all of his weirdness is because he says it was the girl from my dreams. Okay. And I'm just I don't think often in my dreams I don't reference other dreams and go, you know, so this is not a dream, presumably. Go, yes. Yeah, he does. He said something. He had an introduction and he said this story is meant to be a fictional account of a continuous dream, one that regularly occurred. So uh, whether it's continuous or regularly occurring seems to be, they seem to be exclusive of each other. However, um, maybe he wrote that part in a dream too, so we can. <laughs> um, she yelled uh, ecstatically is a thing I won't give you. I have lots of sonic challenges, so Good, I'll yes, skip let's that Let's them out judiciously. I'm going to be, uh, uh, here's, I don't know what this means. This is in their exchange. It would be a pleasure, senor, period. She said also remembering a dream, comma, same one that I don't know. <laughs> Any clue what that means? No, because, uh, you know, he had Esther to dance, repeating just like in the dream, and then she said also remembering a dream, same one that I don't same know. one that I don't know? And the senor is a little colorful detail that we will address as it comes up later. But it's Yeah, not... it comes up later as a sort of meet cute thing, but it's not here. It's just like odd. What? No, what? yeah, because he calls her miss, and so I, he's sort of like doing the milady thing, and then she says senor, so I thought that was what that was coming up with. Not the case, yes. <laughs> based on her food ordering later. Uh, we get our first, she was even more light and soft to the touch. Thus, it felt good to have something tangible in my grasp. We're going to keep an eye on the thuses. I did look up how many there are, uh, in case you want to guess. The language does change quite a bit. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is all, I find this sort of, you know, poor. It's, I don't know what he's trying to do. It's just, it's badly done. But then he reaches for something different as we go along. Uh, and it gets odd. It's yes. very odd. So that's a, a plus. And speaking of odd, he says, uh, what would you like, what would you say to being with me, being with you like your girlfriend? Mm hum, that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> wow, that was a bit abrupt. She considers it for a minute. And then suddenly her face tightened. And then her arm came up, her fist balled up, and she landed a right hook across my face. So he has, uh, wow. he has asked her to be his girlfriend after a dance, and she's punched him in the face. Uh, but then she starts laughing, um, and uh, he says, my God, what was that for exactly? Please clue me in with no commas in, in any of that after my God. All right, I'm just pointing out we have people saying things sarcastically. We have the specific ages of people mentioned, and we have sudden punching. <laughs> what is going on here? Right. There is slapping later, too, I think. There is so. slapping, too, right? yes. The Ellis's dream. Um, he... Uh, he does mention he has two sisters. He, he he lightens the mood by saying that, like, they have terrible choices in, in men. Um, whether that means the men are also punching his sisters is not addressed on. Um, <laughs> but then he says, she just smiled, then examined the newly formed bruise on the left side of my face, smiling as she rubbed some kind of herbal medicine on it. And that was where I was wondering, like, what is the rest of the light party doing as all this is happening? Because <laughs> if I was at a light party in, in middle school or high school and so a girl punched a guy right in the face, things would come to a screeching halt, I'm guessing. I, I'm trying to lightly barbecue this stuff over here. And I've just turned 13. I don't appreciate seeing all this punching. <laughs> it is interfering with my ability to lovably, lovingly glaze the meats. Um, Sir. 
I'll read this and then I'll tell you what my, of course, my inclination was, okay. which I suppressed. She laughed for a long while at the statement and kept looking up at me. She did this for about two minutes, then was fine again. <laughs> did you not go to the dark web? I was so tempted. <laughs> Bridget, could you come down here and record something for me? <laughs> It'll take um, two minutes. Only two minutes. That's all you need to do for me. Uh, I think two minutes was how long that the uh, the boy and the genie in Kazam sat in the alley uh, in silence. Um, I think we've had another specific two-minute interval as well. But you also – the, what she laughed at for about two minutes was him saying, uh, according to my parents showing of love, period – in which my mom broke my dad's nose twice with a two-by-four. I guess that's how my family knows they found the right person, by whether or not they hurt them or not. Two-minute laugh triggered by that sentence. I mean, breaking <laughs> oh my, his dad's what nose... what a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Breaking his dad's twice nose twice with a two-by-four is pretty funny if it's like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. But Yeah, uh, yeah. Frying, we had the frying pan, right, in the in the Ellis's, the mouse, the cat in the frying pan or whatever. <laughs> yes. Wong. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then she says, like, you can pick me up later. She gives him a, a number. She lived at 455, about five minutes from... Chillicothe, Ohio, which is where he lives. Um, which Did you, I didn't look it up. Did you look it up? No, it's, uh, I was just curious how the lag was going to be. Um, I, I think someone did mention it might have come up in Ready Player One. I'm not sure because he was in Columbus. Yeah. It's cl- okay. I think it's, it's close enough by to there okay. to, to have yet another connection in our yarn board. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so she, he, he star- high school starts. They go to high yes. school. Um, and he, he, he has a low bar for judging at how successful it is. I wasn't beat up or shoved in tight spaces. No stupidness. I found high school far easier than I had anticipated. And I breezed through my classes. Well, until lunch where I ran into hope again. So he's, you know, he's going to the three classes. They've done like, all right, put this brown paper cover on your textbook. So you don't screw it up. Uh, the, the book cover. Cause you have to pay for it if you do. And he's like, this is pretty easy. <laughs> But he doesn't know yet whether, I mean, it takes a while till you figure out who the weakest one is and then you dissect a squid and you put it in his locker, right? And smear it all over his gym clothes. You don't do that, like, from the get-go. Like, yeah, really, yeah. So okay, you give it a second, kid. You, you'll get there. Uh, but he sees hope. Uh, and I won't point out the punctuation. Just assume it's trash. She had dressed according to my liking. Oh, that's good. As a 15-year-old. She had on a long skirt and a baby blue blouse, accented by white buckled sandals, of which had an inch-long heel. Her hair she had put up into a ponytail, and I loathe this choice, comma, of hairstyle. I quickly asked her to take her hair down. I can't stand it when women have either short hair or have it up. So... Uh. Wow, first of all, but how do you look at someone and go, wow, they are dressed according to my... What's going on with that hair? (laughs) How do you scan someone from the feet? Like buckles, sandals, good. Heels, nice. Long skirt, good. Blouse is nice. What is going on there? <laughs> it's like when we, uh, in characters often in the movies we watch at, we'll sort of, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll look at a room in real time and pan 
hand from one end of it to the other and that's where they notice you know someone tied up or whatever and it's like it takes a long time to look at a room (laughs) it takes a long time to size up whether hope is dressed according to his liking yeah i guess it's uh speaking of another connection a john hughes movie he did that a lot where someone pulls up in a pickup truck (laughs) and you scan him from his filthy boots very slowly all the way up and spits chaw at the camera he's popping his collar once he gets out (laughs) So. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then this is he says he so off putting off putting uh, you know whatever this is how he loathes it and demands that his girl he met yesterday change her hair according yes. to his liking. However, he says I quickly asked her to take her hair down, and then, hey Hope, nice to see you again. I trust you slept well. So he's 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 you know sneered at her. He said take your hair down. And she does it, and then he backs up and says, "Hey, Hope, nice to see you again. I trust you slept well." <laughs> Let's just restart here. Now that your hair doesn't disgust me. Oh, if only she had punched him again, but she does not. Uh, she is uh, respectful of him and hopeful. And uh, what is? Oh, she says this. Um, she could see my hands shaking because he's like asking her out. She could see my hands shaking and could tell my words were irrational. I don't think he. I don't think that was the word he was looking for there. I mean, it was what he said was rational. He didn't come up and say horse potato cream pie <laughs> balloon time. Yes, yes. He, he asked her out. Yeah, or just you know, he he makes a, a big logical fallacy, and she's like, "Oh, you're quite irrational." <laughs> he asked her out for dinner. That's all. Yeah, they are going to go to dinner that night. I think fifteen-year-olds. Um, and speaking of, you know, so that's, you know, his his hands are shaking. He's demanded she take her thing down. And he says, uh, you know, um, uh, oh, who, I can't, it's hard to tell who's talking at times, but he says. He does this she, a lot. Yeah, it's hard She to says, tell. there is an admirable quality I have now found in you, Kyleb. Exactly what that is, I wonder. The fact that you ask girls out and you don't have other guys ask for you. And he says, well, I figure if I want to date them, I should be the one to ask. Otherwise, they have the right to you. Agreed? So just, you know, <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, guys are like the whole like marching band is parading the red flags behind this lady at this point in time. Being like, <laughs> do not, do not go on this date. But um, they have the right to you charming. then agreed. And she says, agreed. It's like not what? No, yeah. I don't have the right to me. <laughs> I think she does a lot of agreeing with this guy uh, from this from this point on. Um, she accedes to things remarkably quickly as the demands grow more and more unreasonable. <laughs> and this is where I had my first laugh out mo- loud moment. Uh, oh. I don't know what it was for you, but um, we sat down at a table and talked more about general topics and of other droning topics. We then left for class. She had no classes with me at any point during the day except lunch. So the end of which came all too quickly was, comma, unpleasant to both, comma, her and I. The day continued slowly and dragged on to an annoying point. There was one good thing about my powers, however. I learned how to stop time, so I was able to see her whenever I wanted to. <laughs> so he has, he, 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 that's when the flying from earlier sort of was like, oh, my God, he has powers. Yes. Because the, the, the wax seal that he knocked off the thing and shattered, reminding him that it was, uh, you know, that he had 
is it schooled or whatever. That was a message from the council. From the council, yes. About his training. So mostly, any normal person would be like, oh, he's, you know, he's Harry Potter. He's learning that he has these abilities, but he has to harness them. He's got powers yeah. <laughs> already. Flight and time stopping. And uh, as, as you would expect when you have the ability to stop time, I really had to try and not do this too often. Well, sure. Like you mess with the space-time continuum. Like mm-hmm. we all we've all seen the movies. One butterfly you kill, and the right. whole world yeah. then is plunged into chaos. Yeah. Otherwise, the eight-hour school day would be twelve if I wasn't careful. So yeah, you've really got to make sure that science class doesn't drag on too long. Otherwise, you're really going to be like tapping the watch and trying to move things along. I uh, just to go back a little bit. This is what stopped me short before I got to his powers. Was <laughs> they talked about general topics. And of other droning topics. And I was like, oh, because he writes poorly, did they actually like, yeah, I got 4K on mine and it's, you know, it can fly and hover at 2,000 feet. What's your drone like? <laughs> like, oh, no, they're drone people. He does seem like he could be a drone guy. That would <laughs> be not surprising. I, I quickly learned that wasn't that wasn't the case. He meant that general <laughs> topics are droning topics, <laughs> which it's pretty impressive when you're 15 to already be sort of bored by like talking to a girl, yeah. Like so, uh, yeah, boy. What are you? What are you gonna do? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I hear you, buddy. Ten day uh, forecast has snow on day nine, but Ugh, you know yeah, you really I can can't sing uh... a few bars of that tune. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Droning on with a, a girl, <laughs> or maybe they're just doing like they're doing some weird like you know they've got a a a, a chant like tone being like. What do you have after lunch class? Jim, what do you have after Our geography teacher certainly sounds like he's a lame guy. Maybe we should stop doing this. It's kind of weird. We are sitting alone. So he does use his powers to occasionally stop time when she's playing basketball and someone's throwing a basketball at her head. And then she stops time to like um, you know surprise her that the ball's about to hit her, and then he you know he 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 gets it in the way and moves it so it doesn't hit her. She says, "Kyla, you have no idea how bad, comma I am going to beat you in about ten seconds." Ha ha, that's funny. I laughed as I watched her reaction, but this was short lived. She she ran up to me and drawled her hand back really far and slapped me so hard it echoed through the entire gym. Also, her handprint was now formed in red on my face. Yes. What is going on with the slapping in our books? (laughs) Of teenagers, always teenagers. Teenagers being slapped. Okay, now I feel better. Don't do that again, she threatened as she pressed her nose against mine. Okay, I answered. We stood like this for a while, then went home. (laughs) I would like everyone to ask his or her significant other into the room, go nose to nose and see how long you can last Yeah, without someone going, what is this? (laughs) In the middle of a crowded gymnasium full of other teenagers, go to your local high school, make sure that there's a bunch of teenagers in it and stand nose to nose with your, with your significant other and see, (laughs) see how long those teens tolerate that. Oh boy. Yeah. That is weird. Um, so then they uh, so they arrange their dinner. Yes. Um, and you know, fifteen year olds when they go to dinner, they they really do it up. They do it <laughs> well. But he goes to uh, her house this way. I think he gets ready. Yeah, white shirt, uh, tie. No, this is a weird thing that he does. 
Gray it was with a white shirt and a tie. No, the tie was too much. Forget it. <laughs> I don't like this <laughs> with no punctuation. But here's the confusing thing. I jumped into the cool noon air. Mm -hmm. What? I, you know, it's, uh, it's <laughs> not. We know he stated the time. He agreed that they would pick her up at seven and he, they and already he had, had school. Lunch. He was at and school they, and he had lunch. Then they stood together after lunch for quite a while nose to nose with her. So even if it's, you know, a, a late lunch, you know, the time has passed since then. So and did you understand that at all? Of course not. Okay. All right. No, no it was, but <laughs> and then the, the lead, you know, you focused him on uh, uh, picking out a tie, but it's too much. He does say, I don't drive, I fly. And then when he's getting dressed, he says, um, uh, I, I, I tossed it aside, then put on my dress shoes and, comma, slicked my hair back. It was easier for me to fly this way without messing up my hair. Plus, it added to the whole aerodynamics thing. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's like what Boeing is doing and why doors are flying off planes. They're just, they've got guys that are like, oh, I don't know, put the handle there. That, that fixes the whole aerodynamics thing. That's just good engineering. <laughs> uh, so he goes to the house. Uh, she did not give him the wrong address, which he speculated uh, that she might do that. A fake, yeah, fake address. And he, <laughs> he calls her Miss, which I think is a weird thing to do to a obviously married woman. But. Well, her, yes. Oh, right. Because it says uh, the door flung open and there within its confines stood her mother, which is my first settle down moment of someone answering a door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's, here's the thing. I had a question before that. I walked up to the door and knocked two or three times as if cued someone answered. What do you... Isn't that how the door thing works? Don't it's we a natural reaction to someone knocking on the door. As if cued. You, you did cue them. You, yes. you knocked on the door. Yes, we, you set up a... This a, is a thing we've all agreed upon in, in, in a lot of response. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then here's, here's where it gets exceptionally confusing. Because uh, there's just uh, lines of dialogue, nothing specified. Unattributed. Uh, and then he doubles up. Yes. So someone <laughs> will say two lines in a row, but there's no way of knowing what it is. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. It says, uh, he, thank you for, um, she says, take one of my cell phones. So the mom's just got a ton of burner phones she lends out. Uh, thank you for letting me. I will have my husband take you both to the restaurant. So the man in the four-door car, he's your dad? He quickly said yes. But really, it was fireball. <laughs> I just, <laughs> in I case just you, wrote, what in the name of hell is going on here? I used harsher expletives, but yes, that was my exact reaction. Fireball was mentioned in the introduction. Just oh, if, you, if you're reading okay. at home, if you're reading at home, uh, if you're, sorry, if you're not reading at home, this is no more clear to us than it was to you who has not read any words. But it said, fireball, red feather, White Feather and Grey Torpedo are the four immortal members of the council who keep the leaders honest and help maintain the principle of the council principles of the council intact. That is one mention of them in the introduction. They are not mentioned again since until now when Fireball is sitting in a four door car in Hope's driveway, even though our hero flew there with his slicked back hair. Okay, yes. Uh all right. I, I confess <laughs> I didn't read the introduction because okay. it started out really boring and I was like, I don't need to know this. But that that's information I guess I should have known. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't impact that much more. No, it doesn't help. But here I will just go through it again. This is what we have to unpack. Uh she's saying, I will have my husband take you, comma, mm -hmm. both to the restaurant. <laughs> 
And then he says, so the man in the four-door car, he's your dad? And I was just like, wait, she just said husband. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it took but, me forever to figure out he's doubling up her line. She's, she's still talking. saying that. Yes. But he doesn't mention a car. <laughs> it does seem so she, like sometimes when I'm highlighting something to put a note on, I'll hit the wrong button and accidentally delete something. And I'm like, yeah, there could be a here. whole passage deleted here. Because one, for all we knew, there is no four-door car because he flew. To yes. <laughs> a husband talking. The quotes did end. There was no quote to begin. I will have my husband take you both to the restaurant. It does, however, end. And then the next line does start with a new quote. But it is all her talking. Yes. Uh, uh, and hello. Then, hello, Miss. Again, I'm. Hello, Miss. I'm, comma, Caleb's dad. I am pleased to meet you. Like, wise. <laughs> it just gets. I'm but, sorry. I've, I've got to pick those nits. It just it's incredible. Me. The other thing we should mention is that uh, if you are reading this on Kindle, which is the only way to read it, I, I believe this entire chapter chapter was written in bold. Yes, it is. <laughs> I did I did change that in my document because it was too hard to read it, but it's just it's an interesting style, like just stylistic choice in a book full of them. Yes, <laughs> um, they get to, so they go to what's the restaurant they go to? Uh, Fireball drives them, and then he takes off. Let me just read Fireball okay. Driving, because um, right. this is the this is just a paragraph of utter madness. The car we rode in was a rental. Fireball had rented it just for the evening. It was one just like my parents with a different paint job. Instead of it being tan, it was dark green. It still had that new car smell, and everything was clean. We both sat in back so as to not bother Fireball while he drove, and just to be together. Fireball usually drove about 10 miles above the speed limit. So we were going 70 miles an hour in a 60-mile zone. We never had to worry about cops because we had people inside. That was told in the founding document. So we could do whatever we needed to. Also, any expenses were covered by the council. The place we went to was just a little buffet-style place. We decided to get the salad bar because paying as much or more the cost for a single meal was pointless and wasteful. <laughs> so this is an all-powerful council. They're covering all expenses, but he's being quite thrifty with the expenses, getting a salad bar in a place. And uh, Fireball is a uh, just renting cars, driving 10 miles and over the speed limit. There's a lot to unpack. I think when we looked it up, this guy was, uh, he's a married fellow. I believe he mm -hmm. has children. Yeah. Uh, brings his wife to a little buffet-style salad bar, and she's like, I think I'm going to get the fish. Like, honey... Oh, right, right. We, don't, we split the salad bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he says, and he points this out too, like, uh, you know, so he probably does this to his wife. Uh, should I get this? Like, <laughs> I paid for everything, he says. <laughs> and this small, comma, woman of a waitress showed us to our table. How would you like to be described? <laughs> Ladies, you like that, huh? Small, comma, woman of a waitress. It's a, uh, you know, running, running the, uh, the odds of a, a third uh, hand-to-face injury occurring to him <laughs> by this point in time. Uh, and he has some sweet tea. And there's something, I just realized rereading the opening that uh, when the guy invited him to the party, he said there won't be any alcohol here because I know you don't like that or something. Oh, That's yeah. That's mentioned a few times, his weird... He, he doesn't drink or something, I guess. He, he does mention, like, since he's like, since we're 15 or something like that. But it is a, uh, it's a it weird clearly thing that is something keeps that he's, up. yeah, very uh, looking down upon. Um, but, and then we get the, uh, 
then the food thing. <laughs> and this is a, a random capitalization happens here. So just assume okay. random capitalization. We quickly stood up and went to get our food. The choice for me was meat, chicken, tuna, steak. So as distinct from the meat as the chicken. As is the chicken. <laughs> and some rolls along with a salad. So this is at the salad bar. At the salad bar. So it's, ge- it's a generous <laughs> definition, though. I mean. She got, comma, some, comma, chicken, comma, too, but also an enchilada, comma, and rice. <laughs> along with some chips and salsa. I guess the Mexican had taken over. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do you have well, I mean, you later learn what it means. It, she's uh, as she addressed him as Senor earlier. Um, he's just parceling out little little subtle details about her uh, ethnicity. I believe is what happens. I, I here. was hoping that wasn't what he meant by that. <laughs> but okay, yeah, Mexican fourteen uh, year old girls are just unable to resist themselves. They need to pile up the chips and salsa available at any given at the salad, salad bar. bar. <laughs> But I mean, so you know, that's that's a weird detail to sort of uh, just infer upon people. Uh, it goes from you know a a three on that scale to a a seven hundred right here on the next sentence. I politely took both our plates <laughs> and started to walk back to our table. I had forgotten to mention my crippleness. I soon figured out. I had hold, I had to hold the plate with my left hand, which meant that as I placed it against my chest and between my arms, not actually in my hand. You didn't know I was disabled? I asked knowingly. <laughs> no, not at all. You know I could have got that. Well, it's not as bad as it looks, believe me. Well, I guess we are on the subject. I am crippled and legally blind. <laughs> she looked, comma, really concerned now. <laughs> I, uh, I just wrote, as he said, I had forgot to mention my crippledness. I just wrote, yes. Yes, you had. <laughs> you certainly had. <laughs> Crippleness? Is Crippleness. that a, uh, If I Google that, is that going to return any? Uh, I guess I it is a. It, it, no, the, it just thinks that you're. It thinks that you're misspelling. <laughs> so here's another thing that I guess slipped his slipped her mind. Well, you know I can stop time. Well, I can do so much more. Maybe you can show me. Yes, that's her reaction to you know. Do you remember that I can stop time? Oh, yeah, that thing that, like, shook my entire worldview and caused the, <laughs> yeah. the upending of everything I believed about the Mere hours ago. continuum. <laughs> uh, and as you recall, I slapped you so hard that even now, like, your face is swollen on one side. Yeah, that woman that, of a waiter can't stop staring at that hand that mark small on your small-time woman of a waitress. <laughs> um, yeah, I do, I do recall that. Yes, yes. Uh, that is funny. Is this where he mentions her eating, um, where she wants to do it slowly, or is that later? Oh, it must be later. Yeah, that's when they get to his house. Uh, they uh, eating carefully in between the conversation. <laughs> droning conversation? I'm not sure. It does sound droning because they're talking about color. What's your favorite color and stuff like that? This is after he told her he can stop time. <laughs> oh, sure. So, so now they're talking about what? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, what's your favorite color? What do you think, like, you know, is going through her mind when she says he can stop time? What is so much more than that? Like, can he, can he, like, go like this and point and then, like, Jupiter explodes out in the solar system? Like, yeah, I guess maybe snap your finger and all matter disappears or something. Sure, I guess. (laughs) Stopping time is pretty far up there. Yeah, it is pretty high. 
Um, well, then he does have powers, but he, he neglects to really use them to protect her because they, they, they pay for the food. They, they leave a tip, which is always annoying at these buffet restaurants. You're like, how much do I need to, you know, all she really did was refill my tea. Um, but you don't want to stiff the woman of a waitress. So, um, exactly. It, like how, and then like, do you do, it feels cheap to do like 5%, 10%. So you do the 20, then you feel, then you like feel annoyed about it. Like, yeah. I, I got it all myself. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's a weird system. Uh, but before you get to, I know you want to get to the, uh, this, the real highlight, but, uh, this was a, a minor thing. The air was cool and I could see that hope was getting comma chilly. So I gave her my jacket comma, one of those big flannel ones. It was blue and in good condition, no holes or rips. So he's he's got it listed on eBay. <laughs> Good condition. No snags, holes, rips, or stains. But he's going to non-smoking household. Hope be careful with it because it is it's uh, it's bid up to like twenty three dollars right now, eight ninety five shipping. So yeah. right. so like, what do you deem bad condition? Like you got it off a, a hobo under a bridge where like this this flannel jacket has holes and rips in it. Oh, anyway, so, then. This I don't know what's happening here. Can you well, explain he, this? He puts his flannel jacket on her, sort of like a uh, you know a meet cute um, you know romantic comedy thing. She's like huddled in it, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 Fireball is late. Fireball has left. He's like I don't know, gone to the the strip club or something or the bowling alley. He's like yeah, I'm running late uh, as an immortal being. I guess we can run late. Um, but it says uh, I gotta get the rental car back. And, ah, <laughs> yeah, shit, really. Guys. Could you play on my frame you- for me, man? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Grandmaster really wants it back. Uh, he's got a date. Uh, I don't know. The council um, called, and I had my phone on mute. Shit. Oh, man. Oh, White Eagle. He's such a hard oh, ass. damn. <laughs> uh, she smiled and starting to walk my way when uh, ellipses of seven periods. Her eyes widened, and she started to scream. I instinctively reacted. I jumped and barely got to her in time to place myself between her and the two-ton pickup. That of which was tossed like a toy directly at her. She fainted before we hit the ground. I knew I had to get out or out of harm's way and to a hospital. I heard the snapping of ribs below me and knew she had been barely injured due to the force of the impact. Badly injured. Badly injured due to the force of the impact. I forgot my sensibility and launched into the air at about 6,000 miles per hour. I had flown so fast, I made it to the nearest hospital, which was Adena, not far from where we were, in about 12 seconds. Um, so presumably with her, he yes, flew at 6,000 miles per hour. Uh, it, people, uh, people used to think going on a train would go would like rip the flesh off. <laughs> they just didn't know. But I honestly think, I don't know, going 6,000 miles per hour into the atmosphere? Yeah. Would that? Be good would it, for a would it let you set you on fire? Like, is that you know, I, are you gonna? I, I feel like there would be a lot of friction. There'd be maybe the oxygen wouldn't be able to enter your lungs. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we could have a physicist weigh in on this. Oh, well, so breaking the sound barrier is seven hundred eighty-six miles yes, an hour. So, so it's, there's uh, booms and uh, anyway. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen. You know, the the plane starts to fall apart once you go too far. Yeah. So she's you know he's he's brought her there as a a bag of blood. Um, and <laughs> yes. says like, oh, wow, those cracked ribs really, uh, you know, that was nothing compared to how she held up to a Mach 9. <laughs> uh, so they get to the hospital, and this is where I'm like, why is he lying? I called her mother and told her the news. Okay, the news is someone <laughs> threw a pickup. She was hit by a pickup truck. Uh-huh. 
I said she had been attacked by a man who wanted to steal her purse and that I fought him off her. I said she had broken ribs because he hit her with his gun, comma, and fists, comma, multiple times before I could free her. How is that? What? How is that helping? Things? Right. Yeah. I don't she, understand what this. What is this attempting to do? It's much. So essentially, what happened to her was the Twilight parking lot, where the guy's driving his car yes. real fast through the parking lot, and Edward comes up and stops it. Which you know, a, a, a car almost hit a woman. That's oh, what a horrible accident. This is. Oh my! Our town is this unsafe? Like I can't. You've you've had your fifteen year old take the car out for the first time. I'm sure you were worried every, every you know yeah. every ever he was gone. This is the worst case scenario. Like this is, this is society. You know, society is has it out for my kid. I, I will never let her out of my sight again. Where were you? Where did you take her? What yeah. is going on? What he, hospital are you he at? Hit her with there. his gun, like. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's uh, he, she luckily bought the phony story and thanked me for saving her daughter. I'm glad the phony story worked because, believe me, it's very hard to explain to people how a stray two-ton truck was thrown at their daughter. It's impossible. <laughs> and we're going to take the laughs where they come in this story because there are few and far between. But that is that, that sort of made me laugh. Like as a, uh, if you imagine Ferris Bueller talking to the camera and saying that. Have you, soaping himself up in the shower, have you ever had to explain a two-ton truck? It's impossible. Um, but he didn't need to say that someone threw a truck. The lie could have been she was hit by a car. It's it's the worst thing ever. But yeah, she walked yeah. out into the street. Why? Why do you have to say she was pistol whipped by a, <laughs> a random robber? Uh, the other detail that just is a, a tossed aside, um, and you'll be forgiven for even missing it, was uh, um, I had transformed into my battle suit in mid-flight without even realizing it. Oh, yes. Move, moving on. Uh, no, that's not mentioned again, uh, I believe, for the rest of this segment. So <laughs> he has a battle suit he can transform into as he's flying at uh, 6,000 miles an hour. And maybe that's what prevents his skin from being peeled off his body or set on fire. Well, it could also be this, which just came out in the middle of, you know, talking to her in the hospital. She became very pale <laughs> and weak. Her voice was low and barely audible. That's understandable. She was had a truck <laughs> thrown Sedated, out. yes. I mean... Even to my panther ears, I could barely hear her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are the things that just coming out of nowhere. Wait, wait, wait. You have panther ears. Okay. She has panther ears. She has, you know, you know, he has a battle suit and panther ears and, and can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's as he's entered her dream, which is sort of uh, he. In oh, right. Yes. She's like uh, sleeping and he's like, oh, I have the power to enter dreams as well. Yeah. And, uh, I, have, I have panther ears in a dream. He has panther ears, but I believe the panther ears are in real life. Um, but he's mentioned for the first time in the dream, which makes it even all the more confusing. Um, uh, and it says uh, he saw a uh, she's scared in her dream and he finds out it's because it's a demon and he kills the demon by he gets a spike from his. I'll just read it. I shoved a spike from my chest into him connecting us. I held him there and then slowly sliced his throat. The blood trickled down his chest, separated over the spike. Then he was gone. Before he completely disappeared, he said one last thing. My name is Slayer. Now the demon had a name. This was good. So there's a demon named Slayer who's in her dream as well as his. He kills him in the dream, but he realizes you know, she, uh, he's, he's still out there. Which I, I love that he did the, um, uh, the cartoon thing of like reappearing to Bugs Bunny, you know, like at the, oh, yeah. he falls off the thing, but then like floats up enough to go, I hate you, rabbit. 
<laughs> He's yeah. like, Poof. my name is Slayer. Yeah. Ah, I'm back. Right. Yosemite Sam comes up as a, with the devil horns on that goes back into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, 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 he leaves. He has to, he, he goes out of the, to the hallway of the hospital. He's doing his like phone call or whatever. Um, he, he somehow gets in contact with Gray Torpedo as one of the other four council members. Yeah, but I just want to point out this because there's a, uh, all of a sudden we get a burst of uh, this is emergency room jargon. And I just oh, want nice. you to hear the two nurses quickly ran in and checked her vitals. One said, blood pressure, good medicine, good. <laughs> so even ignoring the bad punctuation, do ER nurses or doctors run in and go blood pressure, good medicine good <laughs> it's like is it one of that seems like something we probably got bad medicine in trucking through time so they're just making sure that it's yes. not uh they haven't uh blue uh coyote or whatever hasn't given her bad medicine right <laughs> uh but speaking of trucking through time uh character names we have gray torpedo out yeah here. gray torpedo comes and he says did you get all the information from all the databases and off the web I did, and I erased all witness knowledge of the accident. Everything has been taken care of, master. And so this is where it just it, it is revealed that our character, um, what is his name? Do we know? Mr. Bow. Master Bow. Master yeah, White Bow. He is revealed as being Master White Bow. The 15-year-old freshman <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Despite the council offering him a wax-sealed document about his training to begin on the first day of high school, it turns out he is the master already. He can fly. He has a battle suit. I don't know what the training is going to involve. Maybe it's a, you know, something that, you know, the state of California requires you to do once every two years, like this sexual harassment training or something. Because oh, he seems yeah. pretty ad adept at doing a lot of master stuff if he's flying this fast and stopping cars and um, killing demons with spikes and dreams. And and the characters are meted out in a very strange way here because all of a sudden we get his name, we get the White Blades Council, we get <laughs> DNA codes, yes, Grandmaster White Bow, and then this is hilarious. I, <laughs> yes, this is it. <laughs> I want. He calls. Do you need something, Master White Bow? Yes, I want Sylvia Ball, Fireball's wife. <laughs> at my location, <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> Ball is fireball. fire balls. So wife. yes, fireball has always been two words, and it turns out that's because it's ball is his last name, and his <laughs> wife took his last name. Sylvia, you know, Nay Reynolds or something is now Sylvia Ball. So we have Hope, Gray Torpedo, Fireball, Sylvia Ball, Slayer the Demon, White Bow, Red Feather, and Star within like ten lines. <laughs> like this all just happens immediately, right? Yes. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Sylvia comes up again, but all these characters are introduced, you know, essentially for the first time in real time here. Yes. Uh, uh, Fireball is their son, or Fireball has a son. Oh yeah, Fireball. Fireball has a son. Sorry, uh, Fireball is Sylvia Balls and Fireball's son, um, and I believe that is Slayer. Wait, what? Oh yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Slayer is the, is Fireball's son. Um, and he says like Sylvia you... and fire, Sylvia and fire, the balls, Mr. And Mrs. Ball. Yeah. Are priests. Yes. And their son is coming home from the Institute where he studies to visit. He's but on. But he college... has a demon. 
winter break or something. Oh, right. Got it. He's he, The demon has taken over their son. He's possessed, He's, yes, their it. son. What's his name? Um, it's not Slayer Ball. It's Slayer has taken over their son. I don't know what their son's name is. Oh, yeah. When, did, when were you going to tell me you had a son? That's a new thing. <laughs> he says to Mrs. Ball. <laughs> well, you know. How uh, old are you putting Fire and Sylvia at? What are you tagging there? I mean, if he's posing as his dad. dad. Yeah, yeah. So. But I think it's later revealed that he's being mastered for a thousand years, so I have no idea how aging works here. Yes. Um, but he, he yells at the doctor at this point because like, it's like a go team, right? It's this mm-hmm. scene from the action movie where, like, track that down. I yeah. need 30 seconds. Okay, we got it. Great to, torpedo. You get the blah, blah, blah. Then he says to the doctor, the doctor's like, we're going to keep you. He's like, no, she's going with me tomorrow morning. Release her now, I said in a stern voice. Excuse me, you have no right to make such demands or accusations. Wait, what? <laughs> I made demands. What did I add? Some, did I accidentally? Accuse did you accuse me, me of, of having bad medicine? I don't take my own drugs in the back room uh, between shifts. Yeah. How dare you, sir? I'm not, I, uh, I, I you know, inseminating the patients with my own uh, sperm. That's what's crazy. I'm not knocking them out on the table and then doing things <laughs> to them. How dare you? <laughs> you insult me, sir. Uh, but he does uh, take, you know, he, he does. Um, what did he say? Oh, yeah. How dare you tell me that you have a son? Like, it's like he does get a little hoisted by on his own petard here because that's exactly what happens to him here as he then reveals his Wolverine-like claws to the doctor. <laughs> this is great. My uh, claws now burst from my knuckles, and I stood waiting for him to sign the papers. My patience with him was thinning. <laughs> He's just like, I saved this girl, this young, this freshman in high school. We've got all of her vitals. I saved her life. The medicine yeah. good. Good medicine good. <laughs> But he does. He stands there with his claws out, watching the guy sign papers with his jaw hanging open. And then the doctor addresses him as, she is all yours, Master Whitebow. <laughs> and then he goes, good. I don't know if he retracts his claws at this point in time. But he gives him a pill. And the doctor says, it's a pill. What for? And he says, no, no questions. Give it to your wife when you got home. And it says, he made, without question, made his way out to his small truck and drove home. I don't know if he has a window where he could watch the doctor walk out to his small truck and driving home or what. Which brings me to my first Sonic challenge for you. Oh, wow. Nice. She's like, what's the, what's the pill? What's that all about? Yeah. And he says, it <laughs> cures any form of cancer or infections. I said, smugly. That is your challenge. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, well, you set me up with it. Uh, where I, I don't have the... Uh... What does the pill do exactly? Oh, okay. What does the pill do exactly? <laughs> it cures... Any form of cancer or infections. Hmm. Yeah, but you don't have one. They're pretty expensive. Could you retract your claws while you say that? <laughs> right. Sorry weird. about that. That's, it's really that's, weird. I just sort know, of threatening. I would start making these accusations against doctors, and I just sort of it, it, the inner Wolverine takes over. Oh my god! I put my battle suit on. I didn't even realize. I that's embarrassing too. I was addressing the doctor in my battle suit. <laughs> <laughs> my, my panther ears are laid back. I, I, I look aggressive, and I don't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she says, what, what's wrong with his wife? She has a brain tumor and stage three lung cancer. I held back the sadness apparent in my voice. <laughs> did, 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 you, did you hold it back, or was it apparent in your voice? It's, <laughs> it's hard to... <laughs> also, seconds ago, we're very smug. You are 
<laughs> you are quicksilver in your emotions, which is amazing. So the doctor is going to drive home and give his wife a pill that a 15-year-old boy with claws out at a hospital gave and said to go home and do this. <laughs> I guess that's our answer to what's more impressive than stopping time is just you know having this medicine that you're holding back from humanity that he had in his pocket, I guess. He went to school with it. <laughs> he had it in his pocket at the uh, salad bar. Wow. And just to think like a scant four pages ago, he was like sitting at a pretty lame freshman party with 13 year olds <laughs> around grilled meat. Now he's like panther ears and battle suits and flying 6,000 miles an hour. It's quite a change. Right. And then he, you know, he, he did have the, he, he was willing to go to the party. I guess his weekend was free. He doesn't play sports. Mm -hmm. but... <laughs> uh, and then he takes them off. They fly uh, six minutes. Uh, from the council to a 3,000-acre tract of land, thus of which was mostly forest. <laughs> That's the first appearance of thus of which. Thus of which, which yes. Our, our, our dear listener told us about, and that was yeah. one of the reasons we decided <laughs> to do the book. Do you want to guess the amount of thuses? I Put your over-under. Oh, well, I see one like in the same paragraph. Yeah. I'm going to say 73. 91. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the most of any book we've read, so it's pretty sure. good. Um, and he goes to his house, which he's had the council build for me, which is a stone pyramid I had some Egyptians build for me. And that's like, it's you know. During the I, Nubian War, I'm uh, assuming. <laughs> right. They took a break. That's why they, That's why it, it brings so, you know, it's why it's such a, uh, hits so close to home for him. Is right. that, on, the, on the break, that's all those guys would talk about. And my first uh, thought was like, you know, Egyptians building pyramids. Are you gonna, you gonna pay these people? But it, it, <laughs> he does, he does emphasize. Upon completion, I sent them back with gold and fine clothes, so they were compensated. Uh, the description of it is is sort of baffling. I, I gloss over when things get this. Uh, like I don't really, I don't know. It's a, you live in a pyramid, I guess, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I thought you lived in a suburban house in whatever Chola. Yeah, with your two sisters, and yeah. The floors of the interior were in a checker pattern, marble, oh gold, etc. <laughs> the walls were marble as well and had gold crown moldings at the top. The house had the grand lobby as you walked in. To the left were four doors, the kitchen, this is uppercase, the master chambers, guest chambers, and recreational activities area, which does not <laughs> sum up. And then it goes on and on and on. It describes like how many baths and... Oh, you my know, God. A formal dining room which seats about 3,000 people. <laughs> and then a uh, second like person comes up, too. Finally, the stairway as you walk through the living room. Wow. So, nice. Yeah. It can't, their authors can't help themselves. No. Um, the, uh, this, it really reads like one of those um, like uh, Zillow houses that goes viral. That's like, doesn't look like much on the inside, but where <laughs> do you see how they decorated this thing inside? And it's like, you know, they, they tried to do their best, like... Uh, you know, like it looks like a Vegas uh, Roman casino or something. But <laughs> Well, uh, and then keep in mind his age. And as for the stairway going to the upper levels, as for that, I, I was thinking. <laughs> sure, about, yeah. This level was one grand room as well. It was a ballroom. Dancing, parties, or just general odd occasions were held here. A separate <laughs> door led to, into the massive room. So... What is a general odd occasion? Would that be one of those eyes wide shut parties or like what is? <laughs> yeah, not a light party for sure. Odd occasion. It's a massive room. Um, 
I don't know. Phone when you parties? Invite, are those odd? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when you invite people that are less interesting than the sports uh, fans at your party, uh, that's what you do there. Uh, the sentence they stop that, lightly grilling meats in my odd occasion room, okay? That's down <laughs> in the kitchen with a <laughs> capital K. K. And I think one of the other rooms, uh, the one in the one in of which led to the basement went to the library. So there's a library basement, the entire lower level. So I guess the whole library is a basement. It's not thus of which was a library. Holds a quarter of the books in the Library of Congress. Or at best, enough books to fill a local library. He, he does later emphasize that it is a quarter of the books in the Library of Congress. So he's not, he does give us the option here. I looked it up. The Library of Congress um, holds over 39 million books and other wow. materials. So he Ooh. does have he does have 10 million books here okay. in his pyramid. <laughs> okay. And they just built that for him. So the it's Egyptians. sitting there. Yeah. Have you you've gone to I mean in Nashville there's the uh, Parthenon, right? Uh yeah, I've I've never gone inside because I didn't want to pay. No, it was always closed when I would go. It's been closed for the last few it's open now, but it's <laughs> nice. been for a while. Anyway, it's a, a replica of so it's like, it's not something, it's big, it's the same size, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's large. It's not something you miss as you're walking, you know, down. So there's a pyramid <laughs> in Ohio. Is that where he is? Is he still in Ohio? Nah, I think he's gone it's to, to, to Mexico or oh, South America. Has? I believe so. He goes six minutes. It doesn't say six minutes. Uh, we went to his house, which is six minutes from the council. Oh, from the council. On 3,000 acres of land. So okay, based so, on what happens in the next chapter. Oh, yeah. I later believe. on, I think we do learn it. it is Mexico. Yes. But there's but, a pyramid. Again, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like the Bass Pro Pyramid in Memphis. Did we not just have a pyramid in our last book? Uh, yeah. So that was also, was... you know, sort of hiding in plain sight. Incredible. Anyway, uh, he lives in a pyramid. And and this is where he finally we finally get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you exactly? <laughs> I am Master White Bow, no punctuation, leader and protector of the White Blades Council, thus of which was founded <laughs> over 7,000 years ago. I want a thus of which t-shirt. That's, yes. we got to make it happen. And then she responds, okay, so you're possessive. You're 7,000 years old then. No, I am 15. I will live for 1,000 years. Gah, can you get it together? This is, do I, have to, do I have to draw you a diagram? This is basic stuff here, Hope. And she says, uh, she then responds to that with, why do you need a mistress to conceive a son or something? This is something that happened in the in the hospital. He was on the phone to White Eagle or something. And it's like, all right, I think I found the one. She is she she is mistress, just like I am Prince from the last book. He thinks he has found his mistress here. Um, And he responds to that with that is optional. The reason I need a mistress is because I can't heal myself. I need her blood to heal my wounds. I cannot receive blood transfusions from any human or demon, only the one which possesses the necklace of eternal light, in quotes, necklace of eternal light. Uh, uh, So that's a lot to take in. But then she begins asking questions as though it were an FAQ for like a piece of software that you're using. (laughs) So you're not human. I am human, but only half. Thus, being master of the council, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Why do you choose human? Immortal will live forever. Yes, we've addressed this. Okay. This was addressed in a previous software update. It click, still might not on work on Roku TV. But... <laughs> Explain. Uh, the claws. What's up with the claws? Uh, that would be my first question. Uh, and your panther ears. What do your panther ears hear? <laughs> Who threw a truck at me might come up. I don't know. 
yes, but no, <laughs> instead she's like, why don't you, why'd you choose that? What's, uh, what's the deal with that? Why is my mom texting me? What kind of gun did he hit you with? Uh, that's a weird question because no one hit me with a gun. Why does she think someone hit me with a gun? Uh, but however, you, you'd think, you know, she's asking questions. Do you need me, 14 or 15, to conceive your son? Massive uh, get me the hell out of here energy. But she says, she looked up at me and spoke softly. Love drowned her voice. I accept I shall be Mistress White Eagle. I, I am most pleased. I was pleased and my smile was showing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might as well continue on I think however that it's time to eat we haven't yes. eaten all day and you are probably wanting some real food not that hospital stuff yes <laughs> precisely I want chicken salad and some kind of Mexican food <laughs> no punctuation coming up here fine what about drinks what kind do you want well seeing how we aren't adults I guess alcohol is out so soda would you often say that when you were a kid? Like, yeah, I would... seeing as I'm not an adult, yeah, like just reminding yourself that you're. Uh... I'm six now, so yeah, opening probably... the fridge, being like, yeah, Sunny D, purple stuff. I guess we can't have alcohol. Whoa! <laughs> no, I want sparkling cider. Sound good, Senor? Yes, that's fine. I keep around six bottles of that for holidays. I will cook dinner. You can go take a shower or just watch television. <laughs> So she's, why is she saying that to him? Uh, she keeps. That's true. She did say, I want sparking lighters. Sound good, senor. She's Mexican. She wants Mexican food. So that's that's why yeah. she keeps saying. And then, yes, responds to the next quote. I keep around six bottles of that. for So he he messed up who was talking. Yet okay. Again. <laughs> so... but six bottles for his. Doesn't he have a massive ballroom for uh, uh, 3000 people and, and rooms that hold other types of parties? Plus six bottles. He knows that he has six bottles. I remember once in uh, when I was a, uh, I went to college when I was sixteen years old. I went early, and I uh, and some guy was teasing me about my jeans. Like, God, your jeans are really stiff or something. You know, like they're so dark. And I go, I've washed them three times already. And he goes, Oh my God! How the hell, do you know how many times you washed your jeans? Uh, like, uh, where's I was like, the transfer I, office. Track. I need I, to leave. I'm, I'm gone. Sorry. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. But that's like, I have, I, I have like six bottles of, <laughs> God, shut up. <laughs> I pictured he'd have like, you know, the Nazis, he'd have all the wine of Europe in his basement or whatever. But uh, yeah, I have my sparkling cider cave. <laughs> <laughs> keep around six bottles. Yeah. I keep uh, I all of six bottles. This, they don't make this flavor of Mountain Dew Co-Red anymore. It was only available at Taco Bell, but they did sell it at one Taco Bell in Utah. <laughs> and I was able to stock up on it, and I keep a cave full of it. You can't get it anywhere else. It's also listed on eBay. I'm the guy selling it. <laughs> Along with my shirt. Uh, and I would also like to remind you of the line of Tommy Wiseau. Let's go get something to eat. Ha, come on, let's go. <laughs> yes. Which is something that's going to be said uh, many times in this. Uh, so. Wow. Uh, okay, so... Sh so he flies her to Mexico after telling his mom that she was pistol whipped in a <laughs> restaurant Res in a resulting after in many buffet. broken ribs. Oh my God, did she at least get to eat some salad first? Uh, and so she's pistol whipped and brought to a hospital. And then she bought the lie. So she like, well, that's fine. You can take care of it, 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Go ahead. And so she doesn't return. She's in Mexico now. 
I think Thede said it was going to be a couple days in the hospital. And, you know, like any parent whose wife is, whose daughter has been pissed to whip, they say, cool, we'll see her when she gets home. Okay. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to make sure we were covering all of our bases here. Yeah. It's like one of those weekends where you go, it's like, I'm not going to be really, I'm, I'm going to try to live in the moment. So I'm not going to be like checking in this weekend. I'm just going to be having fun with the boys type of thing. Like that's what her mom says when she's been uh, brutally beaten and confined to a <laughs> hospital bed. Um uh, he does prepare her for some food, and this is a uh, – I, I had to post this this line to entice people to read this book on, on social media. The food was coming along well. I had, All one sentence. I had put the chicken into the oven and prepared the lettuce for cutting. My knife wasn't sharp enough, so I used my claws. They were always clean due to being laced with plasma. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out – uh, obviously, there's a lot to, to unpack here, but this is the last time that he uses do spelled D U E. Okay. For the rest of the time, he spells oh, it D O. Okay. <laughs> something to do. Um, yes. I mean, the question everyone had is plasma is something that you, it's a part of your blood that you can go and, and sell next to a check cashing place, right? Well, is it also a term for the sort of the balls of electricity right that are free floating that don't run along any kind of wires isn't that okay plasma as well so that helps him be his claws be sharp enough to i, uh, I don't know which one he's lettuce. talking about i don't know also this, why don't you keep your knife sharp dude you live in a pyramid i thought yeah. pyramids were supposed to keep blades this sharp. is very much not in character with a pyramid guy a uh, milady guy he keeps his blades his ornamental swords like that is the knife uh, that is the sword from ronin that is the replica of the uh, seven samurai sword like those those swords are going to be sharp come on yes my uh, i have a complete set of uh, these were made in uh, uh, japan these are 17 layer uh, damascus steel uh, the outer layer is a soft iron, and the inner core is VG10 super steel. So uh, be careful with them, is what I'm saying. This was an exact replica of the uh, Amok Time uh, weapon wielded by Shatner's stunt double. <laughs> okay, so dull knives, so plasma-laced knuckle blades come out to cut sure. the lettuce. That's a that's an easier way to solve that problem than getting a a, a honing blade. Um, and, which, you know, for this, uh, spitfire Mexican, she must love that lettuce <laughs> he's chopping up. Yes. It really does embrace the, uh, and, and also she wants Mexican food and he keeps, we'll get to what he keeps serving her, but it's, you know, it's not like a, you know, a, a, a delicacy that you would only get in, you know, uh, it's not food that you eat in Mexico. It is American Mexican food that she keeps yes. eating. And then here we get him in, in case you were just wondering, um, what this guy's whole deal is. I think this one sums it up well after he told her to take her hair down because it wasn't to his liking. She began to eat the salad and took a sip of the juice I had placed beside her plate. She ate carefully, watching not to spill or rush too quickly. Semicolon. My guess is so she wouldn't look like a pig <laughs> in my presence. <laughs> I just wrote spit take by that <laughs> because then the next line is, I didn't know you had a cat. She stated. <laughs> this is something I think we got to read the whole thing because okay. uh, it is an insane. Yeah. I didn't know you had a cat. She stated. I don't. Or at least that is what I thought. It's cute. You should keep it. She picked it up, examined it and spoke again. It's a girl. Got any milk? Yeah, but I don't think she will need any milk, I said, as one thought passed my mind. 
Kundai, human form now, I commanded. She quickly responded and stood gazing at Hope. She purred a little before she spoke again. Hum, told you I knew, she mused. <laughs> I don't know who's talking at this point in time. I don't know who Kundai is. No. Um, I don't know if she has panther ears. Huh, well, what are you doing here, I said, anger in my voice. I used to belong to Hope. When she was little, I ran off. Really, we looked for days for you but found nothing. Well, here I am. I think you should stick with this male. He's cute. My kind of man, if you ask me. Her eyes darted to Hope's and then to mine. Don't patronize me, Hope replied. Talk about a cat fight, I mumbled under my breath. Both girls quickly danced, lanced up at me, disgusted and angry. Uh, I mean, the, uh, and then the next sentence is in how oh. it ends. Oh, we is, should. Uh, yeah, this is a, a sonic challenge for us both. Do you just want to read you it ready? now as as written? Uh, yeah, let's read it both. Okay. Ready? What? What? They both they said. They both said. What, what exactly, exactly is, is that supposed, supposed to mean? mean? You, you hum. hum. Well, well, don't, don't expect, expect any sympathy, sympathy from, from me tonight. tonight. That's exactly how it's written. <laughs> <laughs> they both said that. So that is how they both turned and stomped of into the living room. <laughs> the kitchen was now silent, and I stood watching as they walked away, trying not to laugh, but couldn't. Oh, the I kitchen laughed. lower case, so different kitchen. Well, yes, that's the plasma kitchen. The, ki- mm. the knives in the, reg- the capital kitchen are all, are all sharp. I laughed at this occurrence for some time, then slowly and carefully made my way to the living room. I, I In my mind, possibly the strangest section of any book that we've read. Um, that was one of the longest sections we probably ever read in real time, too, but... You know, you you get you get told Lynchian gets thrown around a lot. I just watched you know all of Twin Peaks from front to back. Yeah, I think that's a sequence that could be in there where it's something from the Red Room with the uh, the the arm, the dwarf who dances like that. He's just talking. If that if some of that was in backwards talk like that, that would work well. None of that makes any sense. It has that sort of dream logic where there's a, suddenly a cat there. She picks the cat up. She examines it to make sure it's female. So I assume that's you know that's looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> taking a taking yeah. a, a big long look at there uh and then the cat becomes a person who says she used to live with hope when she was a little girl but i ran away it's insane and he knows her as a Kun, as her it, cat form Kun, well, it's kundai. kundai or kudai sorry let's see if kundai is ever mentioned again um so he's so anyway the 15 year old well he's yeah he's 15 right but he's gonna live to be a thousand yes okay so he, the two, the two ladies, the Mexican Spitfire who he just gave lettuce and chicken to, because she's Mexican. <laughs> oh, you're going to want to put some, uh, some shredded cheese on top of your taco, sure, which yeah. is obviously in a crispy shell here. Uh, meat, cheese, and uh, burritos. Is yeah. I also like it when, when places that are, just say taco meat on the yeah, Taco. Like, okay, so he gave her some taco meat. Uh, but he, so he walks into the, carefully and slowly walks into the living room where they're just livid over being, <laughs> making his joke about a cat fight. And he says, ladies, sorry about that, really. I said, still chuckling. So he's like coming into the room, swirling a martini. He's 15 years old. <laughs> Ladies, I'm sorry, but you broads are really cracking me up. I'm sorry about this. Why don't we slip into our uh, swimsuits and join us in the hot tub? We'll sort all this out. You too. Take a nap. (laughs) 
but they, I also like that they are sitting there watching TV. So I'm just imagining that they're putting on, you know, a, a Yes Dear rerun or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some housewives or something. These broads are even crazier than you two. <laughs> Uh, but this is so that's him and Kudai are watching TV and they talk a little bit and then Kudai is never mentioned again. So, oh, that's it. That's it. Yep. For I, just, I just I just searched for it right now. Wow. Uh, yeah. He sits and talks to her while Hope has a shower. And then um, I, they they, they I, I, I don't know. She disappears. Maybe she turns back into a cat. OK, so here this I'm trying to figure out what's happening here physically during during I and Kudai's conversation. I hadn't noticed Hope, comma, had passed me. She now sat leaning against me on the co- couch holding two plates of food. I gestured her to give me my plate and thus began to eat some. <laughs> what is the phys- He's talking to someone and doesn't notice that she's leaning against him with two plates of food? <laughs> he has panther ears. How is he not noticing this? I guess their dinner got interrupted when Kudai, when she noticed his cat. But she was eating. She was eating not too carefully. So she, she was eating like not pig. too carefully, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess she came back with the, uh, you know, the food is now cold. Um, and she's wearing towels, right? She had taken a shower because uh, he, he and Kudai were annoying him. So she's still in those towels. Yes. Um, so she's but- holding two plates of food. <laughs> has towels on is leaning against him and he's like doesn't notice it well he notices that her hair was cool and smelled like apples green i think <laughs> it was still wet and the moisture fell upon my skin you know i hate water right i stated abruptly sorry is my hair bothering you if so i can move stay your place you're fine <laughs> both yours are why you are i was just stating a future reference Fine, the food is good. I am just glad you can actually cook, is how that bizarre, the most bizarre thing ever said between two humans is ended with that. Well, I'm just glad you can cook. What? Yeah. Now let's sit and watch, uh, you know, Norman Hart's Apongiani in silence here on CBS, with a new episode of The Neighborhood coming up right after it. So is uh, stay your place, you're fine. I mean, obviously the second one is supposed to be you are fine. Is stay, is it supposed to be stay in your place or is stay your place a old timey phrase or something? Stay your place. Yeah. I, it's in this one, I'd, I'd put it 50, 50 if it's lady talk or if it's just something that's, that he butchered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got dull knives, so he wouldn't know like old timey phrases like stay your place. True. So he just left out and in and forgot to make it you are a contraction okay <laughs> all right well let's uh we've got to move forward he does make her breakfast which is an omelet and two glasses of orange juice which took about 15 minutes that's Thank after he sees her sleep with her hair is oily and covered the pillows on which her head is rested so at some point she dumped <laughs> oil in her hair <laughs> maybe so, the oil uh, is what smelled like apples green he thinks it could be okay um, uh, his use of yaw is made me laugh because it's like all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, <laughs> they're just Fargo characters. Right. It's written like jaw, like the uh, you know, Rastafari you know, deity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he says she's going to have her first day of training. And it begins with a sequence where he doesn't really fill you in, but he says, like, uh, what do you think you want to wear? And she says, jeans and oh, I don't know, that green blouse I just brought. And he says, say that in your mind, but keep your eyes closed. I waited to see her reaction to the upcoming surprise. 
I quickly took her hand and led her into the bathroom and stood her in front of the mirror. Open your eyes now. Wow, that's awesome, she shouted. Presumably, she's wearing what she was thinking, but he never gives any indication that that's the case. (laughs) And then she goes downstairs. She picked up a fork and started to speak. Omelets. Nice, she admitted as she stabbed the corner of the (laughs) omelets. And then his, his response, equally strange, I guess you like the food. <laughs> she admitted to liking an omelet. Well, when she sat down on the bar, st- at the, uh, one of the armed bar stools, she glared at the plate of food. So he was probably a little uncertain. Uh, so what she did admitted, that was a good, uh, a good re- realization to him. I, I, again, just picturing like what would 15 year olds be doing in a pyramid, you know, like. She's like slinking into chairs and like sitting down and like demurely eating omelets and stuff. You're 15. You're like, where's the video games? What 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 kind of TV you got here? Do you even get Wi-Fi? God. Yeah, really. They're not obsessed at all with what they uh, what their friends are doing at this moment. She takes it all in stride. Yeah, she's she's there. She loves it. <laughs> uh, but they they power down your uh, standard uh, pre karate training breakfast. Uh, it takes her an hour and a half to eat the whole thing. Um, really? It says she finished the whole thing in about an hour and a half. So I don't know if it's one of those like novelty, like, you know, this omelet has a dozen eggs. If you finish the whole thing in an hour and a half, your <laughs> breakfast is free. <laughs> but then they go to a train and she says, so what are we doing first? Punching, kicking what? She said with much haste. And uh, he says, we're standing. I noticed a sudden confusion in the face. And then... The arena that they're in, it says, uh, was uh, tall of his arches. The floor was dirt. There was no ceiling. There was only one entry door. The fans sat in the stands four feet above the arena floor. Mm-hmm. So there's there's fans there with, like, giant foam were number one fingers, and they're vendors selling peanuts and stuff. I, I was confused, too. Like, how does he how does he get the crowd in? I mean, he's got a producer, I guess, who goes around, you know, with the people are kind of wandering around, like, the pyramid. I assume there are like different entrances where there's like a gift store and stuff. And then, then he's like, Hey, do you, you want to see a show today? Like, you know, people munching sandwiches, is that a like separate ticket. Like, does that cost extra? No, like, it's free. We just oh. need you to come in. We're going to do like three shows in a row. We'd love if you stay for all of them, but if you have to slip out, whatever. it's like the so dolphin show in. at the aquarium, they charge you extra. I just want to make sure we're not get paying extra because the tickets to explore this pyramid is, that was also pretty expensive. It opens with a really funny comedian. I think you're going to like him. Uh, he, he works a lot of clubs in the area. He's open for Paula Poundstone. And, uh, <laughs> so come on in and, uh, it's free. It's air conditioned. Uh, so the, okay, just one second. I noticed that this is a, this is two fourteen-year-olds down here. Is this? I mean, is this okay? Like, I, we're just going to watch two fourteen-year-olds fight each other? This seems interesting. It is. It's going to be interesting. Just keep an eye on the applause sign, and we'll be good. All right, here we go. All is this, right. Is this, is this like a sting operation? I really feel uncomfortable here. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I accidentally went to a cockfight once, and I <laughs> felt the same way. This just seems even is hot, weirder. Is hot property going to come trotting out here? I'm not sure what's. I mean, she's got a green blouse on, and uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> she is training for this karate stuff in jeans, and that's are they Chuck Chuck Norris's action jeans? I don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, he shows her punches, kicks, blocks. He yeah, will teach her how to use her powers and the claws. So I don't know if she gets the claws and powers, or if that's just a new thing. But um, yeah. and then he says, "This is uh, this is a, a bugaboo of mine. I've noticed this because he says I quickly disappeared from her line of view and attacked from behind." Because she was in the stance I showed her, she seen me easily and guarded my attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
That's a, a particular area of the United States where I used to live that people say, oh, I seen where this I seen guy, that one. Yeah. yeah. I, it uh, I, sets no, my Titanic, teeth on yeah, I've seen I'm that in sorry. the theater. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he uses that. So, boy, he must be, he's from the Midwest, right? Wow, he's I don't know. I, I didn't look up. I don't want to look too much into what's okay. going on. Which is okay. <laughs> the scenes are a giveaway. You don't want anyway. to find out. Uh, yeah. You, you yeah. Don't, look, don't look too much. You might don't not look see at it, like. Marion. Yeah. Uh, and then it very quickly ends with her saying, I'm sore from the training yesterday. Like, what did the fans file out of here? Were they happy about what they saw? I don't know, but it now it's, Where they go? it's the next buses? day. Yeah. Cause he's in the middle of a 300 acre. I don't know. Huh. Uh, uh-huh. I continued to show her more punches, kicks, blocks, etc. And then we got to the fun part powers. I will teach her how to use her powers and the claws, etc. Etc. for both of those. What are the powers? What are the kicks, blocks, punches? What's you can't just etc. that. How do the claws get implanted in her? Like, you know, you're still alluding to these powers that are more powerful than stopping time. So what are they? And what when did we learn that she's I mean, he chose her to be mistress. I guess he saw her in a dream. So uh-huh. she just is a half human who is an immortal how, do we know what she is? Why does she have claws? Well, powers. Well, he's about to do this. I mean, he says this. Today I will teach you how to use your powers, but first I think you need this. I held in my hand the necklace of eter- sorry. I held in my hand the necklace or eternal light. It is okay. a very funny typo, but he gives her the necklace of eternal light and uh oh, maybe that that's gives what her the, the powers, powers come from. Yeah, I, I she's presumably wearing it from here on out. Okay. Uh, and and then uh he says, uh, powers, they're simple enough. T-H-E-R-E. T-H-E-R-E. Uh, you yeah. use your mind to, comma, use powers, comma, example. I hurled the fireball up into the air. She just stood watching. And fireball is uh, two words, so it's maybe an homage to fireball. Oh, yeah. or, uh, no, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Lily ball. <laughs> Sylvia ball. Sylvia. Now we shall learn how to fly while in human form. This was crucial to the ability of the mistress. Sure. <laughs> I mean... Whenever I take a mistress, I, I want to make sure she can fly in, well in human form. We'll have to review E.L. James's sequel to The Mister, The Mistress and see yes. if that's a uh, crucial to the plot of that one. Wow. Noticing vacuum cleaners with faces on them are crucial to the ability of the mistress. <laughs> uh, and then he says uh, that he reveals he did have panther ears, but he says, while in eagle form, when you're flying, use the wind to ascend or descend turn stop and go you're going to learn all this on your own yeah you know it's like you'll get the hang of it, it pretty much you yeah. can miss it it's right on the left like, no i can i've never been here but now nah, just keep going you can miss it i've never been here and i've never assumed the form of an eagle before so i feel like there's a lot i might be missing out on uh, uh transform- to gain speed put both your arms to your sides and feel and feet oh, sorry and feet together and then you must think as to the speed you want to go You'd break the sound barrier well over 10 times before you'd reach full speed. Pick a speed that's pretty slow. What about the two forms other than human? Look, can we just focus <laughs> on the one thing right now? <laughs> Let's just stay. This is very important. Please yeah. pick a speed that doesn't shred your flesh yeah. off. Otherwise, you will, yeah, you will burst into flames immediately. So please, what about the panther form? <laughs> you know, <what> Come on. <laughs> so yeah, there's two forms, panther and eagle. Um, as has been revealed to us thus far. God, I'm even saying it now. But that's uh, that, that sort of is parsed out to us right now. And then this little information, 
we continued to practice other powers, aerial and ground combat, transforming, and generally a bit of everything. I even showed her how Zozer works. The day was starting to fade. No sun no longer in the area. We entered the estate once again. He, I was hoping. I was like, when are they going to show? When is he going to show her how Zozer works? I, I dropped my book and I went, shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> Did you really? You even should. Dude. <laughs> the next mention of Zozer is not to uh, halfway through the book. I oh, just my God. So wow. It's going to be a big treat when we realize what that is. Um. But right after Zozer works, she cooked this time. Very well, I might add. <laughs> the smell of rice and chilies flowed all throughout the house. I went and looked over her shoulder at the food. She was now slicing up some tomatoes and frying some homemade tortillas. She was making enchiladas covered in Mexican-style rice and chili sauce. So <laughs> this, this is what I was... Uh, it comes up next. I'm going to try to sneak this into conversation with Bridget and see if I can get away with it. Mmm, this is good. It all goes together very nicely, and I like it a lot. The flavor is very apparent, and the cool tomatoes really make it great. Thanks, honey. The food's good. <laughs> and just see if she's like, what are you? Stop. Stop that. Stop that right now. <laughs> that is your gentle and truthful voice as she's, yes. uh, as she's, uh, he says he's speaking. The yeah, cool if you ever... tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a, uh, a favorite uh, you know, Mexican restaurant in your area, go ahead and leave that as a review, uh, I think, on, uh, <laughs> on Google or Yelp. I think they would probably appreciate the Because <laughs> she does. She smiles at the compliment. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then uh, that night... They both go to bed. I mean, they're they're sleeping in different rooms, I think. Um, so don't worry about that. Uh, I walked into the room only to find Hope standing over the sink with one hand under the now running faucet. The water was followed by blood flowing from her hand. What happened? I said, my voice shaking. I got up to get another enchilada and wanted some tomatoes to go with it. I began to slice one up when I cut my hand. It's not that bad, really. So she's she's getting a, a midnight snack of enchiladas. This does not seem like mistress material to me. I mean, I don't know nothing about the this election process, but like, it's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> So the next morning, instead of like her in a towel, she's like wearing a house dress with a big gloop of like taco meat down the front of it. Like, yeah. did you eat a bunch during the night? Like, yeah, I got a little hungry, so I ate some enchiladas. What's it with you, yeah. big guy? saggy uh, track pants with juicy across the butt just like <laughs> oh man no i ain't hungry uh, maybe if i go fire one out that'll make some room there but that's not uh that ain't gonna happen <laughs> until i get and some guess coffee what? this oil is staying in my hair so shut up about it <laughs> um i was wondering about the the source material thing was bugging me like i didn't i, I what's is he pulling from until this yeah the sweet smell of iron soon comma soon found my nose I, without comma, pause, took her hand from the faucet, comma, and lightly licked the blood from her hand. My eyes filled with flames, comma, of a light blue indicating my gentleness, comma, along with love for this person. I said nothing, and Hope was shocked. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. drinking her blood and his yeah. eyes changing colors, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, protecting you from a truck, like all of that. Like yes. Finding a mortal girl to take as your own, like I as... didn't. The truck thing didn't hit me because it's so. The, it was so confusingly written. I was probably focusing on other things, but now, okay, I've got it. Okay. Yeah. Incel Twilight. That's what we've got here. Yes. I wouldn't assume it would have been uh, something this guy was into, but maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he watched the riff tracks of the movies and was inspired. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, so, so he starts licking her blood. Um, and it says, she tried to pull my hand from the grass, but I held it in place. I soon finished. And she quickly spoke. What the freak was that exactly? She yelled. So if someone just like took my hand and started licking all my blood off, I would wait till they respectfully, I would wait till they finished before I asked what they were doing. Yes. And and also, I mean, it's just odd. The, the things she chooses to be sort of angry and, you know, she outrages about certain things, but like his panther ears, his battle suit, his flight, his owning a pyramid, his being a thousand <laughs> years old. These are all taken quite in stride. But the licking of blood off of her hand warrants a, what in the name of this and no further, sir? Um, so here's my sonic challenge to you. Uh, at least I didn't drink it the way I normally do. My eyes narrowed, capital N. Oh, and how would you do that exactly? She said, still yelling, but a bit sarcastic now. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you might need to. Okay, I'm just going to go back to whatever she's been saying uh, and then do it the whole time. And I'll shift from when she's just yelling to when she's now yelling a bit sarcastic. Mm -hmm. What the freak was that exactly? Why? Are you vampire or something? Oh, and how would you do that exactly, huh? I think it did shift to be a bit more sarcastic at her yelling towards the... That's true. She was still yelling, though. She she didn't say she was yelling, but she was still yelling, so... The the final yelling is due to him saying, uh, because she says, why are you vampire or something? Uh, No, it's due to the panther half of me that I like the taste of blood. Plus, because you're mistress, now I crave your blood. (laughs) (laughs) And that's sort of like, okay, all right. That's on me for not asking about whether there was a whole blood craving thing involved here. I I should have asked about that before I signed on the whole being mistress thing. Yeah, I asked the wrong questions back when we had that little back and forth. Because he also adds, I also need your blood to heal my wounds. (laughs) Oh, ah, see. Something could have been brought to my attention yesterday. And I signed that mistress paper. Didn't look at the fine print. Uh, and then he goes full on. He has uh, fangs uh, sink into her neck artery. Her body falls limp and we fell to the floor and he drinks a whole lot of her blood. <laughs> and uh, when she looks up at him, I could tell she was confused. Well, what did you think? It felt good. I actually think I liked the experience. Good. Now it's your turn. Okay, she said shyly. End of chapter. <laughs> Yeah, smoke alarm going off because the chicken and tomatoes are burning on the stove of his lowercase kitchen. That's incredible. <laughs> we he, with... he dreamed this. Okay. Yeah. So if she had never gotten up to have a midnight enchilada, would she? She'd never cut her thing. Would any of this had happened? And we would just, you know, we would not have drunken, gotten the whole blood drinking scene. I guess one day he would just like go to her and just start drinking her, his canines protruding and just start slurping at her neck and she'd be like what wait 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 what the hell yeah it's like <laughs> it's sorry like, i uh, got wounded so i need to heal my wounds yeah it, one of those things where the more you don't talk about it it gets more and more embarrassing the further you let it go like all right it's been three weeks i really need to drink your blood that was part of the whole deal all along but i was too embarrassed to say it and i thought it was going to come up before now like i was giving you these plasma knives to cut things hoping you were going to cut your hand and it just never happened this is your fault. Yeah, it's like a, uh, have you ever gone to, like, I have uh, monthly meetings and there's guys whose name I don't know, but now it's grown oh, to yeah. years. And you're just like, 
So one day you're just like, so anyway, Jim, like, Jim, <laughs> my name's Bob. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> the, there were guys. I literally in, known you for two years. In San Diego who lived like four doors down that I would sometimes meet at the bar, like across the street to watch the Skins game with. And, you know, because they were from Northern Virginia, too. And way, way too early on into that, I realized I didn't know their names and it just kept going. <laughs> There's no way to stop. <laughs> Oh, what a chapter. Holy cow. So much. So densely packed. I mean, And I read it all in bold, too, like he wrote it there. So, uh, wow. Everything seemed bold to me as I read okay. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that this is obviously a natural break to do uh, real, real or fanfic for the next thing. And boy, is it going to be insane. Fanfic. Oh, boy. So this is real or fanfic, the segment of our podcast where... Mike is going to try to guess which of these five segments are real segments from later in Kyleb's dream or fanfic written by our listeners, the beloved Jackals, who seem to be having a really fun time with this one <laughs> uh, over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash 372 pages. They have been discussing it for, uh, I guess, two weeks now. And uh, I mean, that's where someone recommended it to us in the first place. So I feel as I do, like, I remember when Scrooge meets the ghost of Christmas future, and he's like, I fear you most of all, spirit. Uh, when I was reading this, I'm like, I'm I'm just going to fail miserably at <laughs> real or fanfic. It literally... The, could be I, anything. I'm always like, it's a toss of a coin. But this is truly, I could be hooked by madness that you'll all mock and laugh at me forever. And it's like, well... yeah. I, Panther ears just appeared. What was I supposed to say? You know, those are. He lives in a he lives in a pyramid. Like, so anyway, there's a cat that just turned into a yeah. I'm lowering everyone's expectations. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but check it out. It's Patreon.com. Seventy two pages. We do a little sub podcast where we try to solve Encyclopedia Brown mysteries. Mike's preparing a thrilling classical mini, wading into some extreme Bach controversy. Which Ooh, yes. That's going to rope people in. Uh, but yeah, you also get everything early, so you can listen to it before anybody else. We appreciate it. Uh, here's number one. I was exciting to see what the trolls were going to make. I had never met trolls before, but they seemed friendly after we declared a truce during the first fight where I showed them my claws, but they were faster than me, so it was going to be a draw probably, yet all I wanted was to be their friend and get their help. They put a diced round object called a yun-yun in their pan. It looked like an onion from where I am from. Then they added something that looked like garlic, peppers, and a meat that smelled like chicken or pork. They wrapped it in a flat disc and pour sauce on it. I laughed. We call these enchiladas where I am from. They laughed. We call them something different, but we like that name, so we're going to call them enchiladas as well. <laughs> okay. I got, I got to call it fanfic. I mean, come on. Yun-yuns? <laughs> All right, number two. Hope we must unify. It is the only way to stop Slayer permanently. What does unify mean, and how do we do that? Hope asked, a hint of fear in her beautiful eyes. We merge into one being, and it will quadruple our power a hundred times over. We must interlock our fingers on both hands and chant unify three times. She grabbed my hands and did as I told her to. Slayer's U-Kets started shaking from fear as we unified. What are you, Slayer hissed. Call this new form Master Boho. Prepare to be defeated. 
UKETS is U dash K E T capital U dash K E T S. Okay. If that if that helps. Boho as their combined name. Mm-hmm. Okay. B O H O all one word. Yeah, come on now. Uh boy, oh boy. I don't know. I'll I'll say it's real. <laughs> I don't know why. Number three. That is what you do not understand, she winced. I never asked to be mistress. I only want to go to high school and laugh at my friends. Dancing, movies. That is how I wish to fill my virginal youth. <laughs> I, I wanted to shake her, but knew that as her temperament went, thus did the fate of universe. For time was running out. Insecurity was her flaw, and in my hands it becomes a cudgel. This is unbecoming conversationally for breakfast, I scolded harshly. Eat before it coldens. Not until you... <laughs> not until you... Not ex not until you explain why I can never see my parents again. I love them. Gray Torpedo came along into the doorframe, and I forced him back into the hallway with Panther, Panther energy. Now was not the time. I shut the door with Panther energy, ignoring his tormented, arrogant wails. I, too, doubted my place in all of this, I told her. A plump forkful of beans found its way to my lips. I questioned the wisdom of the council and pursued frivolous pleasures of the flesh instead. And that day the towers fell because of my perversions. I will never forgive myself for that folly. Thousands of lives lost on 9-11. What? <laughs> All right. Is, see, I can see someone choosing this if it was real because it's so insane. <laughs> I mean, I have to say it's real. Wow. Coldens. <laughs> uh, number four. The council had 300 chefs preparing food year-round. They are paid, and in turn, they cook. The 500-seat table was covered from end to end, with e period, with every possible breakfast option from across the spans of the world and time as well. The council had no limits as to what they could cook. I had my coffee prepared differently at the council than I did in Iris. The coffee was freshly ground and brewed for two hours before it was allowed to fall into the pot below. One small spoon of sugar and an ounce of fresh milk that wasn't pasteurized with the cream still floating on top were poured into the pot as well. One spoon of imported vanilla from Mexico was added along with the final ingredient, a fresh drop of a drop of fresh honey still containing some of the combs. The taste was strong and sweet, smooth as it fell upon my tongue. I also had breakfast which consisted of eggs and a sourdough bread sandwich of lettuce, salami, big chunks of roast beef, and slow-roasted pork glazed with a pre-creamy blue cheese sauce. The sound of small bare feet on the cold marble floor caught my attention. I sat my sandwich down as I watched Hope approach the, approach the chair beside mine. She was still in her pajamas covered by her bathrobe. She was very careful when anyone went around anyone other than me about how she looked. She even attempted to clean up her hair, but from what I could tell, failed horribly. Her hand <laughs> breached the bounds of my plate only to steal a piece of the unbitten sandwich. It entered her mouth. I watched as she allowed the numerous flavors sink in, only to swallow it. Wow, that was a long one. Yeah. Which makes me think. block of text. That someone chose it because it would be real, but that's what I thought about the last one. Damn, I mean, it's a conundrum. I would just point out, he could have food from any time or or place in the world, and his coffee is just brewed slightly differently, and his sandwich is pretty much the same sandwich. 
<laughs> he had uh, his freshman mixer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with the creamy blue cheese sauce. No word what the other uh, delicate glazes were the first time. Oh, boy. I yeah. don't know. I'll say fanfic. Okay. Here's the last one. I wasn't the first to attack. Their general was. He threw two thin blades at my throat, only missing by inches. I quickly took to the offensive. All the metal I could control, thus I did, by draining it from their armor. Only metal that remained was of their helmets and boots. The armor that surrounded their torso, now gone, exposed their skin. I soon took warrior form. The spikes protruded and my claws burst out of their slumber. The cool smoothness of my battle suit felt good. I began to spin, making use of the spikes on my back and chest. I spun through them like a saw. Gallons of blood soon fell all at once, covering the ground. Now only a dozen or so remained. <laughs> I'm, I'm hope, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I would say, I'll say fanfic. I don't know. I've never been more a C than this. Yeah, because nothing has happened in this book. And as the next chapter goes, nothing is going to happen. So... What, what what could happen, anyone can see. Well, uh, just out of nowhere, you could just say anything. <laughs> right. All right. So here's how you did. I don't think super well. Okay. Uh, number so. one was uh, eating with the trolls, making a yun-yun and calling them enchiladas. You said fanfic. That was fanfic written by Harrison. Okay. Well done. Uh, number two uh, was they unify to stop Slayer's Ukets and form Master Boho. You said real that was fanfic written by Josh. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> uh, number three, that was uh, Eat Before It Coldens, uh, <laughs> Panther Energy, and Thousands of Life's Lost on 9-11. You said real. That was the first one I've tried writing in a long time. Oh. That was on. mine. So. <laughs> oh. You sort of just You sort of just cheat. Right. You sort of just let your mind like uh, you turn off all the rules and like like just stream of consciousness, and then you wake up and that's what you've written. That's really weird. Is what I thought of contacting you. It was a little too late and say, could you do this whole book real or fanfic? <laughs> but it was too late because you, I'm assuming, had already seen the samples. But and then I actually was sitting down, going, "Oh, I could write a really good one. I could just oh, write wow. them all yeah. myself." Just... <laughs> so funny that you did that. All right. I liked uh, a plump forkful of beans found its way to my lips. So uh, that was I was proud of that one. Uh, number four was a long description of his food from anywhere, his coffee from anywhere, uh, and her <laughs> yes. showing up with her uh, uh, failed horribly at cleaning up her hair. You yeah. said fanfic. That was real, submitted by Jackson from later in the book. See, I hedged my bets on it. It was long <laughs> enough to be real because there's so much madness there's, in it. The, and the food is just, it's, you know, it's only rivaled by George R.R. R. Martin's description of feast. So this is uh, very fitting. It's incredible. And then, so what are you at now? You've gotten one. One for four. four. And then last <laughs> one. You was the uh, sort of spinning around. I don't know if it's this way or hand gallons hand, of blood, or like a yeah. uh, tornado. Yeah, spikes. We don't know how big the spikes are, so yeah. whatever. But uh, you said fanfic. That is real oh, from later on. in the book, submitted by Wow. <laughs> One for five. Yeah, this is could that, be. It, speaking of gallons of blood, it's a bloodbath. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever offered, but that's probably yeah, about as, as bad as it's ever gone. Holy cow! I, I'm not claiming I'd do any better. Oh. Boy, that is rough. Well, at least I predicted it. Jeez. Okay. 
Well, speaking of real or fanfic, the next chapter starts with them uh, on their way to the club, uh, mm-hmm. the dance club El Fuego and La Alma. So, I mean, if we left the last uh, chapter off with them drinking each other's blood, you probably wouldn't have guessed that they were uh, they were heading their way to the club, which means fire in a soul in Mex- in uh, Spanish. Um, so I, I couldn't remember. Does uh, does Mr. Ball drive them, Mr. or Mrs. Ball, <laughs> or both of them? Uh, drive them to the yes. salsa club? Yes. Well, it's later revealed that Fireball is sitting outside okay. of the dance club. All right. Um, yes. Ch- chaperoning, I guess. So he's like his bodyguard, I guess. Yeah. He just happens to you know, chaperone them to a salad bar the very first time. So this is um, picture. This whole scene is like, I think what he's going for is like, you know, Antonio Banderas and, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, who's the, Selma Hayek? Selma Hayek, like coming in and sort of nerdy, like, oh boy, we're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to dance this day. And then they go out on the floor and everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then everyone gets out there and they're like in the center of attention and exactly. spinning into other guys with no shirts on or, you know, cut down to here. Like, yes. <laughs> and uh, they're 15. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hot property for these people. <laughs> yes. We walked onto the floor and soon a circle of Mexicans formed around us. But then it later, you know, so, you know, you think it's going to be like a mind if we dance with your date type of situation. But then <laughs> grand cheering could be heard as the approval of our dancing ability became known. Um, and it does say we were the only couple of mixed origin, I American and she Mexican. So okay. it does. He's more of like if Zac Efron was playing a nerd or like if it was an actual nerd, like the guy from Road Trip or whatever, like a Stranger Things kid. Uh, but oh, yeah. The, What's the, his he, name? EJ or something. Finn Wolfhard. Oh, Finn Wolfhard would be in a. <laughs> yes. But then. So, yeah, it, it's they, they win them over quickly with their with their fiery salsa dancing. Yes. Uh, Michael Sarah from 10 years ago is getting sure. applause by the Mexican uh, Salsa Club. Yeah, McLovin. Yes. Uh, but it does say, outside sat Fireball awaiting our return. Um, I just wondered if he sat there the entire time or went or did something else. So he's getting a little suspicious of Fireball in his bowling league here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to put a tracker on his car or something. Um, oh, and as far as I know, this is the first reference because he goes, they go back to their house, right? Yes. First reference of it? Every time we return to Telqua, Tilqua? Tatilqua? I have no idea. Do you say the two T's? I don't know. I have no idea. Tatilqua? Tatilqua. I still stop and take in the sheer breathtaking beauty. (laughs) The landscape was one of great tranquility and vast expanses unrivaled by any except for the land of the great lion. So that must be uh, that might be the the country of Africa he's referring to right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what happens? They uh... Uh, he gets uh, he gets approached by Noel Psalm, who in- introduces himself as son of Isis and Iris Psalm, and uh, he just says like they're the lord and mistress of some other province. I just said he throws a whole lot of shit at us right now. King Zozu and Star have a plan to build in the region of Xi'an to be undertaken. So he needs them to build. He has to build them a castle or something. Right. Um, right. It's uh, the, Okay. What brings one such as yourself here at such a late hour? He's still like mopping the perspiration off his face from winning the salsa contest at the Mexican club. Uh-huh. I prepared for an attack as always. My grandfather Fireball from the council sends me. 
Fire Ronald Ball the yeah. third sends me. I am the son of his children, a woman from Tatelqua, married one from the realm of Ainz, and now here we are. That's all, uh, no punctuation. What does that mean? That's uh, worse than your like grandmother being like, this is your second cousin twice removed. You're like, what is that? I, what? Like, so can I date her or not? Like, answer the question. Well, that was, you know, Karen came over and she, <laughs> of course, brought Maeve with her. And so yeah. Maeve and Karen. Yeah. And they you were know talking about Aunt Dot. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're boys. And they're bo- And one of them is a computer like you. He does the computer <laughs> stuff. He's, he's her so, guru. She so, fixes the AOL for him. Yes, that's what it was like. I don't know what's happening here. My grandfather, Fireball, from the council sends me. I am the son of his children. So this is from his children, a woman from Tetaquala, married one from the realm of Eris. And now here we are. But he's is he Noel Psalm, son of Iris and Isis Psalm? So Isis and Iris Psalm are Fireball's children? Fireball I ch- and, and I chose Sylvia? not to pay attention to this. God, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. And I don't know if anything is important, but um, I think they ask him to build a castle. It says there's nine provinces and nine lords and mistresses. It's some just really hasty, shitty world building. Okay. But he he agrees that he will build them a castle and says, I remember well the castle of how I had envisioned it and hoped it would turn out as such. And I thought that's probably what Frank Lloyd Wright thought before he undertook any architectural project. <laughs> And it took me a second. I didn't realize because he calls her Hope all the time. So what brings you here, White Eagle now by my side? Oh, now she's White Eagle? Right. My mistress, White Eagle. White Eagle. He's White Bow and she's White Eagle. So they don't, I guess they're not married yet, so they haven't adopted. If Bow is his name, I'm not, you know, she hasn't adopted that yet. And then I'm not sure what's happening here. Does every province have a lord and mistress who all work under the king and queen, I asked? I hoped they did. This would make the organization of an army easy. <laughs> what? Yeah, you can delegate authority through, you know, uh, feudal, uh, the feudal system that they've got going on. So the two 15-year-olds are, you know, I assume they were eating enchiladas and the doorbell rings <laughs> and, like, two people show up, like, I am the grandson of Firefox, the eagle of the third realm of... Okay. Can What's going on? Who are wait you? until this episode of Teen Mom is done? Because yes. uh, um, then there's more discussion of a. Uh, he says, "I'm the master architect. You can call me Nay." And he recognizes he's, he's he tips his hat because he recognizes that's an allusion to an Egyptian type of flute. Yes. Uh, and then he says, uh, "This is when I realized this author has to be a, a Rush fan." Um, oh, I, I have the exact same notes. <laughs> it's perfect. I suggest you begin by telling me the name of the construct. Very well. It's called the Castle of the Nifrons of Xi'an. <laughs> we are of the Castle of the Nifrons of Xi'an. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I bet quite a bit, large sum of money that he likes the band, not just the documentaries about the band. I like that it works with the continent. It will be made of marble, capital M, and covered in white marble, lowercase m, casing stones. <laughs> what will it be shaped like, Nay asked. I assume he's got a little notepad. You know. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, like it. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it will be a pyramid, oh, one large one in the center with four equal-sized smaller ones at each corner. 
<laughs> Matryoshka like, pyramids. I really was just hoping to do a shower insert on this job because structurally it's all good. It's all set. But you you want a pyramid in the center of a pyramid with four pyramids. That's going to, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. That's going to run into some money. I'm telling hey, you right Look, now. who's building the castle of the Nerefrons of Xi'an? Me or you? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, and then he, uh, he, for whatever reason, he gives he conjured gold into his hands and melts it into liquid and shapes metals for it out of the children that he's like, he's given it to his children as like participation trophies or something. I'm not sure. It's oh he whole- give, no he gives the medals to uh, the architect's assistants, To, Kili and Joru. Yeah, because he yeah. see. Uh, well, nay, I am pleased to meet To, Kili and Joru. I can say with 100 percent. That they shall all be master architects. <laughs> forgot a forgot a word there, Sorry. which is embarrassing when you're in a formal meeting with the, a guy who can build pyramids and you just forget a word. If you took a meeting with your general contractor for a major renovation like this, and he was like saying things like "This will be Marvel" and "This will be Marvel," and leaving out a hundred percent, that like you'd be like, ah, I don't know. I mean. Uh, My neighbor recommended you, but... uh, You'd wake up to get an enchilada later that night, and you'd just be like, (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Be forgetting words. Gonna hose me. Man, nothing's gonna be in the code. And then he says, uh, uh, where you wear these medals that I gold have conjured, you will be allowed into any palace, embassy, or on Elaris or Tiktiliqua. These will teleport you to Iris. Just use the telequin fairies... Azo ru titi uska. <laughs> so you just have to remember that, like bibbidi bobbidi boo, when you can teleport from, from Tiliqua to Iris. I hope that never comes up again. These three <laughs> yes. architectural grad students teleporting back or forth using these medals. Uh, so, you know, when can you, obviously, the whole, you know, because we're going to be like, you know, I'll be writing the checks. How long is this going to take? Nay. Uh, Toei, uh, Killy, Joru, don't want to leave you out of the conversation <laughs> if you want to join in. Uh, Master Whitebow, I suspect it will be complete just in time for the war's end. Oh, huh. Mm-hmm. War's know. end. Uh, <laughs> let's see, World War One was like that's, four years, 14 yeah. to 18. And that's uh, on the schedule? Was... You've got that under schedule? Do you know something we don't? Cause, yeah, I mean, what, uh, how, how on is the war? A lot of people are end? suffering because of this war, so if you know when, it's, when we need to hold out to. I am... Um, part of the manhattan project i forgot to tell you that (laughs) we're pretty sure this is going to end the war (laughs) oh that would crack me up uh right about the time the war ends (laughs) uh and this is where the language kind of changes again 15 year old at the door in his robe right okay well that shall do nicely i presume all is taken care of here very much so, sir. I grant you leave and let God bless you with another fine day. His comment and blessing were appreciated. <laughs> and good luck with, uh, what do you have, chemistry? Is it 101 or is it just chemistry? <laughs> that's right. No, that's not till sophomore year. No, we're just doing like, you know, earth science, geoscience. It's a good course, science. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it occasionally lapses into like Arthurian, but you don't know if that's just because he's inappropriately using thus or if it's supposed to sound like that. I don't know. Uh, but speaking of ending wars, um, it says, Thank you very much. May you all be blessed and kind. We now left Tectilica and returned to Iris. To the UN we went so we could check on the status of the BOWT. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am very confused about this. 
he takes off to visit the UN. That's the actual UN, we're assuming, in Manhattan. And B-O-W-D, not mentioned before. He does clarify a few sentences later um, that his, he introduces himself as Rico Fernando, the new intelligence agent for the White Blades Council. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's who he's meeting. Uh, and he says, I want to talk to you, Rico, about the blood order of wrathful demons. <laughs> so that's the B-O-W-D. And it's like, oh, the blood. Well, sure. The blood order of wrathful demons. First of all, great guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this is very confusing. He leaves the U.N., Right. The mm -hmm. day was still young as I crossed into the U.S. The border patrol <laughs> saluted me as I flew overhead. Oh, wow. Maybe it's the uh, the secret U.N. I don't Does know. Does he think that the U.N. is in another country? <laughs> or it, it, I figured he was doing, because then he talks about his path. Like maybe he, he went into Canada. Yeah, maybe like some weird a, customs loophole or something. Took a bow, like did a, you know, flew out of the airport up and around and came back around. I don't know. Yeah. That um, just confused me. But he, he also mentions that uh, when Slayer and Monchi attack, we will be well prepared. So Slayer has a, an assistant named Monchi who's never been mentioned before. I did um, want to uh, bring up the band Slayer and see what their number one hit was, but I neglected to do it. So if anyone sure. knows what... I picture that music coming up every time he says, then Slayer was there. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most uncreative name for a demon. The, the most famous band. metal band, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, So this is my favorite character in the book so far. It says, the day was still young as I crossed into the U.S. The Border Patrol saluted me as I flew overhead. <laughs> Man, I wish I could fly like that. He doesn't even care about being shot down or nothing, one said as he saw my, fly as he saw my flying. That's probably my favorite character. Border Patrol guy who's just like looking up at him like Superman. Man. <laughs> Man. That's some bitch. I wish I could be. Uh, this is very confusing. Okay. I landed at my house now, mm -hmm. the pyramid, right? That's his house. Sure, yes. Been stated as such. And came to find my uncle was there along with his wife and kids. I quickly landed, so he landed again, I guess, in the nearby wood, then walked up between the line of cars to the house. Hey, Kyla, glad to see your home. <laughs> Who dropped you off? I told my parents I was staying at Philip's house. His mom, she then had to go and do some errands. Oh, okay, well, come in and say hello to your uncle, she demanded. What is happening? Who's I, she? Is someone about to become a human from a cat? I don't know. Uh, so I had to read it. He's talking about his parents' house, not yes. his house. He's flown in half a U-shape from New York to Ohio. <laughs> okay. He drops down over Lake Erie to catch a fish with my now present talons. Oh, it uh, is Lake Erie because he spelled that wrong. <laughs> spelled it Lake Ire. The Ire, yes. Uh, um, and so he then drops in on the house that he was in at the start of the book where his uncle has just dropped by with his cousins, ever-eager cousins, Tyler, Austin, and Amber to visit. That's really great. Oh, Tyler, Austin, Amber, and I don't know where the other one was. There's a fourth cousin who's just not there. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was so a cozy verse. All of a sudden, your yeah. uncle's cousins being named one by one. <laughs> Cats. Oh. And so, yeah, that took a long time to figure it out because, yeah, he's not in a pyramid. He's doing all this stuff. And then we got this sentence. This is what I read to Lauren over uh, coffee this morning as I was reviewing this notes. I just – I was scrolling through all these and I just, like, picked this. And I think she thought, like, I had found, like, the most absurd part of the book. And I was like, no, this is just what was on the on the screen <laughs> at this time. To, to my delight, I swooped up to a new jug of chocolate milk. 
Thus, I poured me a glass, then returned the jug to the fridge. The creamy sweetness of the milk and chocolate mixture passed over my tongue, cooling my body as it cascaded down my throat. So she was, you know, almost crying, laughing. And I was like, that's just what was on my screen. I had no effort to find this for you. Oh, and then there are cats. His cousin Amber wanted to, Amber yeah. wanted to pet one of his wild cats. And, yeah, exactly. Is it is it a person disguised as a cat? I don't know. Does the cat solve crimes? We don't know. <laughs> is this a is this a way a human would describe petting a cat? That you be the judge. Oh, my hands my hand glided lightly along the cat's back and along the length of its tail, only to return to its head and do the process all over. The purring and capital K kneading of the cat's paws against my hand gave evidence of the likeness. The cat showed for me a like of the highest regard i don't think he knows what the word yes means. he doesn't he uses it again later to mean a fondness for something uh my cousins always seem to like playing my games fine by me i never seem to have played them enough this was evidenced well by the half inch of dust dust on each case ever since i began writing my book i haven't found much time for games what <laughs> you've been consumed with writing a book this whole time <laughs> while well, you're picking yeah. your mistress up at a freshman mixer and flying to your pyramid in Mexico. <laughs> You've also been writing a volume on, on the discovery of Africa or something. <laughs> How to Build a Pyramid by uh, Master White Bell. And maybe before you finish the book, invest in an air filter if a half yeah, inch of dust is piling up dust. on this thing. Jeez. But yeah, the the ever since I started writing my book, I was like, uh, you know, this it has a, a a tinge of Ignatius J. Riley about him too. Just yes, the, uh, for sure. with the my lady and dressing to my liking and ri- constantly mentioning that they're working on a book that they're clearly never going to finish. <laughs> uh, Sonic Challenge. Okay. Uh, thus, <laughs> it was followed by a light, deep voice. Caleb, the food is done. Come eat. There are hamburgers, brats, chips, and stuff. Oh, and I also picked up a block of blue cheese if you want some of that later. So, you got your marching orders. A light, deep voice talking about food. That's his dad who is telling him this. Oh, my God. Caleb, the food is done. Come eat. There are hamburgers, brats, chips, and stuff. Oh, and I also picked up a block of blue cheese if you want some of that later. It's deep-ish, but it's also a feathered touch. It was light. It's off-putting as hell. I bought you a block of blue cheese if you want some of that later. (laughs) Remember at O'Brien's when you'd order the brewer's plate and they would give you a block of blue cheese to eat with your sausages and stuff like that? His dad has taken up uh, that that policy. Also, this is... This is the description of his his dad's meal before he comes and informs him in his uh, light but deep voice. The smell of freshly grilled meat, of which my dad had grilled, (laughs) filled the tiny space of the house, thus lovingly entered my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the the kitchen was crowded, so he had to wait for all the cousins, three of them. (laughs) Wow. Uh, but then, so he describes his food plate, and maybe you have more of it, but he says, well, along with a wedge of blue cheese residing on top of the brats, and like, 
No, that's for later. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't prepare a blade for that. Yeah. I thought I made it very clear. Put that in your pocket and then it will melt as you fly uh, way above supersonics <laughs> as you do in a few matter of sentences. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, he flies back to Tatiliqua uh, at speeds way above supersonic, which reminded me of a kid saying infinity plus one. <laughs> yes. And I guess he leaves his parents a letter saying... Um, do you think he went to his friends again? And it's like, one of his parents says, do you think he went to his friends again? Eh, probably. He mentioned something about it a few weeks ago. It says he plans on coming back tomorrow. Whether we shouldn't worry about him then. He's kept his word so far. And then it just transitions back to them. And that might be the last time we ever hear about his parents again. It reminded me of that. We did that uh, Christmas movie with the the Martian or whatever. Uh The Christmas Martian. Christmas Martian. And the uh, parents of the kids were gone all day with the Martian. Like all day from (laughs) dawn till dusk. And the parents had the same. The dad had the same. The mom was like, our kids I haven't seen. I don't know where they are. And he's like, relax. It's Christmas Eve. Where where can they go? Well, we haven't seen them at all. They haven't eaten. It's their vacation. They're on school break. What are you going to do? Yeah. When I was young, we drank out of the hose. They'll be fine. Yeah. We flew to Mexico to my uh, pyramid. What's the big deal? Oh, so he, he returns home. He's been to the UN. He's eaten a block of blue cheese at his parents' house and showed his cousin some games. It's, you know, it's a typical 15-year-old's day. Uh, but then he he has to fill uh, Mistress Hope in uh, about – he has to, like, recruit an army or something like that. I want to have 300,000 Egyptian soldiers by the end of the month. This makes as much sense to us as it does to you if you're not reading along. Uh, I, she says, why that many in such short time? I snapped unwillingly. Demons are not going to keep their word. As to when they will attack, their numbers are in the millions, if not billions. And I would like to be ready with an army of 500,000 men. Uh, actually, saying it out loud, I, I'm going to need a lot more men because they might have billions. Uh, 500,000 will be crushed <laughs> like ants uh, beyond an army of uh, billions of demons. Oh, boy. <laughs> he, he says, when they say army, they mean an overflowing planet-sized mass. One might consider an invasion, not just a mere army. So, I mean, it sounds like mankind is doomed, uh, just to me. I don't know. It's, uh, we're, we're done. It's <laughs> funny that he just meets this. This just comes in one of their, like, snippy little arguments. Billions of tr- trillions of demons are coming here. Like, wait, what? You're just, like, eating blue cheese. And... <laughs> um, so during their argument, um, oh, she does the good to see your back. Like the old oh, joke, nice. she just Very like, nice. go God. back, yeah. <laughs> you know, slap someone and go, nice to see your back. <laughs> she does that to him after he flies from the UN, sorry, UN via uh, Cholakith, Ohio, yes. whatever it is. Um, I can get from the U.S. to Mexico in about two seconds, I guess, flying home and back up here wouldn't be so bad. I will just have to go faster. Uh, long ellipses or long ellipses. <laughs> The thought was interrupted by Hope's curiosity. What or what? <laughs> I have to start saying that more often. Uh, well, Bridget's trying to explain something. Like, I'm, I'm really feeling down because what or what? What? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, AI is not up to its standards. It turns out it's harder to program one than you'd think. But I don't what know, or I what? Have, I have no idea what that means or what it's referencing. I don't what know or what? what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What or I what? Don't. What or what? Uh, 
she is. Sort of, I think she's sort of miffed at him though, because he went to the UN and just yes. like left her alone all day. So she's like, "Your breakfast is cold. It was warm four hours ago when I made it." Like, um, you know, sort of yes. si- sitcom spouse kind of thing. Yes. And he's like, "Lay off me! There's billions of demons coming. I just want to have a beer and watch the game. <laughs> just want to crack one, sit down, without so- you yakking at me." <laughs> Uh, but then to pick the room again to make things up for her, I flew first to a florist and bought a bouquet of white roses. Let's emphasize that a bouquet of white roses. They were infused between with a few red and yellow roses to help vary the selection. Uh, and then it says one good thing about buying roses or any flower arrangements in Tatilqua was that they that due to the vast amount of flowers on the continent, they were cheap. For very little money, you could buy like three or four bouquets of flowers. <laughs> That's what you you want to bring your lady when you're trying to make up. Yeah, I got you. I uh, went to the uh, five and dime and got you panties rolled up like a rose. <laughs> Hoping you'll parade those for me a little later tonight, it, my It love. was buy three, get one free. So, uh, you know, I had, to, I had to do it just efficient. You know, I, I do have, I, may, I did spring gold out of thin air to give to those uh, three architectural interns last chapter. But uh, I have to be in thrifty with my flowers. They also gave me some of that uh, herbal speed at the cash register, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty high right now. Horny goat weed? No, no, no. It's stuff that they. Uh, the horny goat weed's way too classy. This, yes. uh, this place doesn't sell that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and that's followed, believe it or not, by a uh, plate of breakfast. Yes, here comes the breakfast, uh, only to return with a plate full of eggs, bacon, and some other meats. And a slice of toast, along with a drink, of which she held in her hand. <laughs> so now he's just getting like those ads, you know, where they try to push breakfast cereal on you and realize like we can't call it nutritious. So uh, a breakfast of juice, milk, toast, yeah. and tricks. Like, he's getting okay. all the rest of part of this complete breakfast. <laughs> yes. And he's really got to be careful with this some other meats thing because it's coming up a lot and he's going to find himself eating, you know, golden retriever or something if he's not careful here. He just shovels any meat placed on his tray into his thing and being like, oh, so what do you call this? Oh, soil and green, huh? Sounds good. Keep them coming. Meats, which he distinguishes from chicken and beef. An right, exactly. Description. Yeah. That's okay. why it makes you be like, eh. All right. <laughs> Capybara, uh, yeah. hippo, I'm not sure. Yeah, if it's turtle, that's okay. <laughs> the I most guess. dangerous meat. Um, oh, but yeah, so she's still like sort of pissed off. Um, she goes to take a bath. Um, and then this is where another, where sort of like, I think she had like sort of kicked his ass. They like actually had like a, a knockdown drag out fight. Um, yes, they have a, they have a big fight. Yes. And that's where he says this Arthurian, uh, uh, there's a hole in the wall because they just, you know, shoved each other into it. Call forth, I shall craftsman to fix this wall tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> he says that to himself, uh, as she's like up and having a bath and he says, uh, uh, call forth craftsman tomorrow to repair right wall and go to local brewer to see about buying alcoholic free sangria. One of my special blend I call warriors sangria castle of the Nifrons of Xi'an. So uh, if describing it in way of shorter terms, Jan Nerfonius. <laughs> it's not helping. <laughs> That's the concept album is writing itself as we speak. Wow. Yeah, that really made me. Warrior Sangria, Castles of the 
near fawns have shine once again the rush just immediately maybe slayer has a song called that we'll have to look it up uh yeah i don't know i i i tried to listen to some slayer this this summer like mowing the lawn and i made it one the first uh song on the album rain and blood was just going into who's the the doctor of death the nazi doctor of death uh uh it was about him, and yes, I was like, yes. ah, you know, I just trying to, you know, this was a critically acclaimed album, and I'm like, I don't need this to be part of something I do for trying. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is not. This is not for me. Maybe uh, there was a time and a place, but it is not now. Yeah. Uh, but then we get to the first. I mean, there's been red flags galore with this guy, but man, do we get one here? Oof, <laughs> yeah, this is this is rough stuff. Uh, I don't get. Bef- I think I know where you're going, so let me just get this in. I took them and held them in my grasp. Luckily, only moments shy of hope descending the sturdy wooden stairs. Your turn. Wow, nice. How long did this take? Well, I guess my true question is how long in the I in the bath was. She was shocked <laughs> by the work I accomplished. What is that? German? Is that the syntax? How long I in the bath was? I mean, throw the uh, horse over the fence, a bale of hay, that kind of stuff. What's uh, what is happening? It's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Tatiko is on Degoba or something like. It. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, get to it. This is where he gets. Yeah, all right. This is bad. incredible. Yeah. Um, so she comes down. You're in the bath for two hours, maybe just a few minutes under. He said, which is. Uh, <laughs> um, but then, so then they smooch. Um, but he says, to avoid any further advances, I took my leave, making my way up the stairs and into the bathroom. The door shut quietly behind me as I stepped into the tub. The water she used remained in the tub. It was only common and sensible to use it twice to save fresh water for later. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got, like, you know, gamers on the Internet, like, selling their bath water to people, like, that type of thing. And this guy is 100% on board with that, just reusing his mistress's bath water. It reminded me very much of I wrote a piece years ago that I used to read for speeches at colleges and stuff that was, um, uh, it was uh, The Bridges of Madison County. And in the movie, Meryl Streep gets into Clint Eastwood's used bathwater and does the same kind of horniness. Like, I couldn't believe he was here just moments ago. And I went at great lengths to describe all this shit and, and oil and sebaceous fluids running through her bathwater. <laughs> Good uh, Lord. Like she finds this sexy. <laughs> anyway, that it reminded it was precisely that, like him going like, hmm, yeah. here's where she shaved her legs. You can see the <laughs> ring. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh. 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 It's just like, you know, it, re- it reveals too much about you, I think. If this exactly. Is what you're... And just also, it's not, been, it uh, it's not been emphasized at all that, that fresh water is something that we're concerned about here in Tatiliqua. It seems to be a, a land of, of milk and honey and where things are plentiful and where if they're not, you can buy it because you have all the money in the world. So I'm not sure what yeah. we're concerned Flowers about Flowers are cheap. Meat is plentiful. It's, it's <laughs> like one of those uh, South American buffets, right? Just like swords of meat coming to them every meal carving off little bits for them so yeah they're not they're not hurting for anything there uh, and then once you're done bathing in your mistress's bath water you come downstairs and uh watch as she placed a half habanero pepper into a pan of which now held de- sizzling decent sized chunks of lean pork surrounded was the pork by fresh greens onions and as she finished glazed with olive oil from the bottom of the skillet 
And this comes a, a fan favorite sentence from this se uh, section. White Bow, you do realize we will be having guests for tomorrow for both breakfast and dinner. She could tell I had no clue as to her speaking. Who might I ask? <laughs> my voice muffled by the ever-present <laughs> mass of pork in my mouth. <laughs> speaking, I did as I chewed. This is a major plot point. This should have been brought up in sentence one. It's a weird character as he's pitching this to his family. <laughs> All right. 15-year-old kid. He has magic powers. He's like the guy in the vampire series, right? Yeah, got it. What is that? Sure, those um, books are big. Uh, he, lives in a, uh, he lives in a pyramid. He flies around. He's got super speed. It's a nice touch. Uh, sure, we could see he, this being a low-rent ripoff of Twilight. Yep. But I haven't got to the point that I think is going to sell it. <laughs> oh, he's got a cute uh, Mexican girlfriend, by the way. Okay, yeah. He's got a cat that is, is, is posing as a human. Yes. Um, yeah. There's no, oh, by the way, it's safe for kids. There's no drinking. Oh, well, that's uh, great. Because yeah. they're 15. And there's, yeah. no, there's no sex. It's, Any uh, light it's, partying? There's light, we light can, that, partying. We can but, do that with a PG-13, if as long as it's light. Right, right. Any, any, and all of this is cuttable. I'm just, this, I'm just describing the main character. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's, um, what's your, what, what was it? I'll hinge on then. Um, uh, he's, he's kind of a, he's got, as I said, he's got superpowers, kick, punch. He can. Oh, do all, so yeah, it's kung fu, like things. the Matrix. Kung fu, there'll be these lots action set pieces. He can on. fish. Yeah, he can fish, uh, fish out of Lake Erie with his talons. That's weird, mm. but it's okay. And of course, it's he like has, an anamorph. Yeah, and of course he has an ever-present piece of pork in his mouth. Great, yeah. So I, mean, I think great. that you know, so, I think wait, it's got wait, everything. It's got it's got kicking, punching. Ever so while he's punching and kicking, he has a, a, a hunk of pork in his mouth, a mass of pork. You said. Uh, let me check my. Yes, he has a, a big, yeah, a big mass of pork in his in his mouth. So, so it's, it's always there. It's just wedged down there. It's like, ever-present. Yes, like Tony Gwynn with a hunk of chaw. Yes, but I I talked about his battle suit, right? He's got spikes that come out. Yeah, no, like we he like can the battle kill suit. demons. Sounds Whoa, very. He spins around. Very, yes. you know, like video game -y and Okay, video -y. well, let's what they, do this. There's, there's no video game character who is, you know, rescuing the princess with a ever present mass of pork in his mouth. That's 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 weird. I mean, I like, think not it, only it's I a think choking it's new. I think it's interesting. But like, is it the same chunk of pork? It's been yes. in there for a long. Yes, it's like he, he, it's like gum that never loses its flavor. It is pork. That never loses its porkness. But that first one is like it's a, pretty it's like a Willy Wonka too. thing. Kids like that. Yeah. The kids like gum that would never lose its flavor. They don't want pork that never loses its gristle. That's that's off putting and, and weird. Hmm. Is, is what it's Agree to disagree. Now Dude, let's get to some of his <laughs> Agree to not agree to <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> it's been I think fifteen thousand words and this is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> ever present quid of pork in his mouth okay does it yeah does Whoa. it get burnt when he's flying supersonic does it ever dislodge when he's doing any of this action to just get into his windpipe and need the, the heimlich to remove it's very him? weird to think back now you look at every scene and like when the two like the delegates show up nay and he's got like a big i assume a big robe out the back and he's like sir we shall build a pyramid for you of course, sir. Yeah. I heard every word that you said. Yeah. He may be eccentric, but he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Come I mean, before the council. Absolutely. <laughs> the ever -present. Do you want to go outside and finish first? No. Always the, uh, I can't get rid of it. In the castle of the Nephrons of Jeanne, in 10,000 years, they'll have the, 
the pork chunk underneath a bell jar dome to like you know, that yes. that's the relic of the grandmaster of yeah. white bow is, is where you do they, that they put it under the throne of the king like the stone that they put it's like it's all like it's shriveled like a raisin but you could yeah it used to be pork <laughs> oh my god uh well iris and isis song are about to be arriving at six or seven um they get some mail uh that you know is brought by horse or if needed sooner by the nryphon mm-hmm uh, you know, as, as as one does. Um, oh man, it's uh, he he dreams. What? But let's just skip ahead to uh, the next day. I think, right? Like to breakfast. I think. Yes. Um, um, the, there's another. <laughs> the, can I describe the breakfast? Yes, please. Fresh eggs, along with sausage, found their way into the skillet. <laughs> so I assume this is magic or something. <laughs> Thus, to be cooked. <laughs> They could have marinated. So good to have that distinction. As they neared completion, I added green bell peppers, period, along with potatoes into the skillet, comma. Soon it was all finished, glazed with just a touch of olive oil. I portioned it into four equal parts. Quickly after giving thanks, we began to eat. So thanking... God? Who who exactly here? Demons? uh, I don't know. Yeah, red... uh, what is his name? <laughs> Red Bulb? Yes. Uh, Isis's fork swiftly stabbed and picked up a piece of the mixture. It entered her mouth. I could tell from the expression of her along with Iris that they enjoyed its taste. <laughs> so the book stops. Uh, you keep reading and you're going like, what madness next? And it, it's... Um, and the answer is always breakfast. <laughs> it's breakfast, but it's also... And now it turns into a lodge and it's, uh, you know, last Christmas. Last Christmas. They're going skiing. They're eating. They're sipping cocoa. I was like, isn't there some big demon battle happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. nope. Billions of breakfast demons. Breakfast with ISIS and... A planet-sized mass of demons are coming. Uh, but oh. no, it's a George Michael video from the 80s. They're putting on ski jackets and like throwing snowballs and laughing at each other. <laughs> what? Is... Uh, yeah, I think it's just like one of, you know, if you if you go to a, in a movie, if they're trying to convey that, you know, something is amiss, like they realize that they are eating people or something. If you show people eating, you know, really close up, it does look kind of disgusting if they're like licking their lips yeah. and smacking. Yeah. So I think that's what he's. That's that's what he's achieving here. I don't know if that's what he's going for, but it's really making the normal act of eating a meal seem very very unsettling. <laughs> yes. The slow. So you like it, I see. The slow but forceful answer came from Mrs. Psalm's lips. Yes, we. It is very good. She finally managed to say. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, so I think they go shopping, right? Yep, they go out to the Tatilaqua market of Az- Azurota. And here's a, this is unattributed sentences, so I'm I'm baffled here. Not to mention I need to buy a new bedspread. The one I have is okay, however, it doesn't match my room. I also bought a new quill pen handmade by an artisan who specializes in top quality quill pens. White Eagle's voice was excited. <laughs> what is... I think, like, maybe he just pasted a sentence that didn't need to be there, or... Yeah, just, uh, just just also attribute a quote every now and then so we can tell <laughs> who's talking. Yeah, what cuz he's buying the quill pen cuz he's obviously he's a quill pen guy. Like that's, yes. you know, you did need to say that. Um but yeah, White Eagle's voice, I'm not maybe she is buying the bedspread, I'm not sure. I also bought. So that was in the past. So 
they're talking about going to buy a new bedspread, and then he says, oh, I also bought a quill pen handmade by an artisan. But I think yeah. he's, I think he just zoomed into the future and forgot. Got it. And then he's back. Because <laughs> then they go to the market, and he does buy a pen. He then describes himself buying the quill described. pen, which he already told you he bought. Yeah, it's a $500 quill, $500 quill pen, one of the most expensive pens he's ever bought. Uh, and he calls it the pen of the pure warrior or Ithrahil. Erathil. And then this was one of my favorite parts. He he purchases the pen and then he goes back home where a half finished book of mine called The Four Thrones is. Yes. And then he describes it to the reader. It's uh the plot to it, and then he sits down. Um I began to write with the pen as Mr. Psalm watched. I started a new chapter, chapter six, Prince of Archer. So there's another song title for the comp, uh, for the concept album. The pen flowed smoothly over the paper. It felt well. It felt well in my hand. Cool, and the replenishing breeze from the moving feather cooled my face. I finished one sentence and stopped to read it. He then gives us the sentence. I wrote one more sentence. He tells us the sentence. Quickly, I shut the book. Mister Psalm has been watching the whole time as this asshole writes in a book with a quill pen. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, they also, by the way, they stopped at the uh, butcher's on the way after buying a, the pen. Oh, they bought beef, correct? We quickly stopped by the butcher to pick up our order. Then we <laughs> returned to the estate. And then so they presumably they put the the beef away and then went upstairs. And Mr. Psalm stood behind him while he wrote two sentences. Yeah. Didn't say a word. And then they closed the book. And then, okay, so they get home from the market. He shows his buddy the book, and in that time, the girls, as he, he called them girls, which I guess they are. I mean, they're 15, right? Okay. Have made uh, beef well, stew. Well, Mrs. Som is older. Okay. Their son is they, – they have a son, so they're older. Yeah. Okay. Well, could be. Yeah, who knows? Ah, I was just about to call you down. We made something to eat, and I know it isn't <laughs> dinner time yet, but I think we should all eat something after the long day at the market. Sounds reasonable. What did you make? I and Queen White Eagle made some beef stew. A simple meal, but filling of which was good. Beef stew, replied Mr. Som. I know you like beef stew, dear. Come and eat the both of you. So I guess that's her. His wife was a bit forceful, but what woman isn't? The stew was fresh, homemade. Yeah, what? Ooh, the use of fresh vegetables and well-kept beef made the sweet taste sweet every bite as good as the first. Even when it cooled, the flavor hadn't lessened the slightest. <laughs> what in the <laughs> They made beefs, too. It's like a... <laughs> they were like, well, your husband's up there. He's watching uh, my, my husband write with a quill pen. We know this takes a while. What should we do in the meantime? I don't know. Make beef stew? Beef stew takes, like, I think uh, Julia Child makes it over three days, right? <laughs> ah, we'll just throw together some beef But stew. did she have well-kept beefs? That's, that's uh, true. That's, that's the key here. And then immediately after they've eaten the beef stew, we shall cook tonight. You girls did the cooking in way of lunch as we shall for dinner. So you finish a big bowl of beef stew. What is your first <laughs> thought? Let's make dinner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is a it's a famous story in Bridget's family is that she had they they finally had some relatives over for Thanksgiving that they didn't normally have over and uh one of them said as soon as she was done washing the last pot like well I could go for a turkey sandwich. Oh my god. And Bridget's mom like 
slamming cupboards, like sliced turkey and like gave her a sandwich and like thrust it out to her and like, eat, eat the sandwich. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let's uh, challenge for everyone at home. Serve someone a big thing of beef stew and make them eat the whole thing and then say like, all right, let's get started with dinner and see how fast your, uh, your, the rest of your family leaves the house and leaves you all alone. Okay, so this uh, weird ski shopping weekend, stew making weekend continues with with this well, couple. Is, is it so? I guess if they're older, is that is that kind of weird? It is kind of weird. Fifteen year olds, and but I think they were the one asking for his help for the building of the temples of Syrinx or whatever. <laughs> so I think that they kind of owe him. But I mean, even weirder than needing the beef stew is what he does, and we have to we have to keep, to to summarize this i'm sorry we, we are yeah. approaching like a really yeah, long podcast here he gets news that a massive wildfire is burning 600 acres of land within the u.s yes i, I had to look it up those like 2020 humboldt county wire fires those were a million plus acres so yeah. it's a tiny wildfire. 600 is a very small Paltry. acreage very but small. so he he with quick directions he made his way to the state of california i thought that was very funny that he needed uh directions in his form of eagle um he puts out the wildfire and uh, didn't wait for applause or thanks. However, he does leave a check large enough to pay for the reconstruction of the homes, uh, which is very funny to me. He, I hope it was one of those like novelty, like uh, you know, scholarship checks or whatever. What you get when you win the lottery—that's what he meant by a check large enough to pay. Was this after he used the warp feather? Uh, warp? No, warp feather is coming. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, oh no. Well, sorry. Yeah, he is. He he pays the feather, and then it says the day was ending. I entered Tequilica. And then use the warp feather to warp to the capital. I then, then sped hurriedly home. Yes. Um, he has mentioned his buddy Red Feather. He has not mentioned Warp Feather. Um, I, I just, you know, it's it's something from Mario. Like that's used the Warp Feather. That was the first mention of it. I think you and I contacted each other offline. We're like, wait, yes. does Warp Feather? Did I miss it? Like, nope. Does he need a Warp Feather when he has to fly faster than 6,000 6, miles, miles an hour? 6,000 miles an hour. Yeah, I, a combination of Mario items, I guess, is something that he also possesses. Uh, okay, and then I, I guess we got to skip ahead. The well, same, yeah. yeah. He make the, the, he, they, men make the women uh, sit there and listen to them play Ananu by Alborada de Peru on the flute. Yes. Which I imagined like that scene in Barbie where the men like stare aggressively at the woman as they play Matchbox 20 at them. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and then he does, I think it's his first joke. We agreed and began playing. We didn't sing the vocals. I knew them, but it's kind of hard to sing and play a flute. Yeah. So I was I, like, okay. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, very funny. Yeah. yeah so... <laughs> Uh, and then this sequence, which is a, a, a head shaky kind of thing. I didn't dream any this night, which is what I kind of hoped for. On the offside, I did get disturbed by Isis constantly walking down and up the creaky stairs to and from the kitchen. I think she had heartburn or something to do with that. I know this cause. The full pitcher of milk now stands half empty. So the women in this house wake up and eat enchiladas and drink pitchers of milk. Something is off. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be sharing uh, their bathwater after all of this uh, stuff that's happening. And As I'd an like immortal to... god, too, we should tell him that milk doesn't it doesn't cure the, uh, the heartburn. <laughs> by the way, it's the wrong thing to drink. The lactic acid only causes it to be a little worse. But well, he says that's yeah, that's the cause. The full pitcher of milk now stands half empty. But I want to cause draw your attention to this sentence, which was right before Isis got heartburn. 
I didn't dream any this night, which was kind of what I hoped for. Let's take a look at the sentence right after Isis got heartburn. Around six, I had a small dream, that of which was about a bridge crossing the front of Azurata. <laughs> so it's a, but you, you can be one or the other. You really can't have no dreams and be happy about yes. that or have a small dream at six. Uh, then there's an argument about the size, the cup size for drinking sangria. Oh, my God. Which is incredible. utterly insane. I, I can't. I, you have to read along. I can't yeah. do it justice. Uh, let's read it. This okay. is after he has told them, I've read reports that both of you are part winged elves and human. Yes. <laughs> which, again, it sort of comes out of the blue, but I don't know what these reports are. Um, and then he prepares. Uh, he, he says he's got the sangria from the local brewery. And then Mr. Som says, oh, my goodness, I haven't had a finer cup of sangria in all my days. Do you mind telling me how, we, how the flavor becomes as it is? He enjoyed the sangria far more than expected. Certainly, after I make regular sangria, I then add plain grape juice to the mixture and just a touch more sugar. It gives it just a bit more of a bite in both bitterness and sweetness. Indeed, it does just that. He groaned as he took another sip of the fine sangria. <laughs> Norman full. Oh, and if you don't mind my asking, sire, why are the glasses so small? I smiled then spoke. It's one of my personal preferences. I only drink five ounces of a certain beverage. He smiled slightly. But sire, this is the non-alcoholic version. Yes, it is just I have a habit of using the small glasses. Well, that's fine, but do you mind if I have a bit more? Also, a bigger cup, like a mug, would do nicely. I rose to my feet, taking one of my fine pewter tankards from the cabinet. I filled it with fresh sangria until it was foaming over the over the rim. Come uh, drink the whole bottle if you wish. I just advise you not to drink the last in the bottom. It is the most bitter of the entire mixture. Only the soil in the garden likes it. He laughed at that statement. <laughs> What is, is there any, can you think of anything? I, I guess he must have read this in a fantasy novel that we would not have read. Possibly. Something about two guys talking about sangria <laughs> or something. Foaming sangria. Like, is it what supposed is to this? foam? It's, uh, hmm. I take regular sangria, then I add <laughs> grape juice and more sugar. Isn't sangria just sugar, wine, and fruit? So... What? Uh, it sounds like one of those uh, stories you have to scroll past to get to the actual recipe for sangria there. Yes. Uh, wow. Okay. That was utterly insane. Okay. Well, he then goes and reads 40 pages of a book in uh, one of his big soft chairs at a red cherry wooden desk. No word about whether he's drinking port and walnuts in that room while he's doing that. And then... Uh, uh, then the he goes back and here's... What the hell is going on here? Okay. He goes back, and they're sitting in the room, and he says, Stand and present yourself, boy, I demanded in a slightly angered voice. He quickly took to his feet and then bowed before speaking. Noel Sam, I decided to come and visit with my parents. I have been away for some time now. He still stood facing me. Well, sit, make yourselves comfortable. I see you have, haven't had trouble so far. I do, however, wish for you to address me personally next time you just drop by. I shall. Sorry for the trouble, he responded. You two should know better. Make sure next time I scowled. <laughs> so this is the son of, like, he just shows up? Well, they 
there was something in the whole like world building army thing about like their son needs this army or they need the army. I don't know. It was just that they had a son. I don't know how he's there or what he's doing there. And it he's, says he's an, quite... all they say is a new face. When right. I entered, Mr. and Mrs. Somme, along with White Eagle and a new face, sat talking as they sipped some fresh rose hip tea, <laughs> which we forgot to mention. There's a lot of there was a rose fresh hip rose hip tea. Yes, that was a, um, but so but they, they he's irritated at their son, but they say like, look, like sorry about all that, but we want to make things up to you. We've ordered a slow roasted pig to be delivered here for lunch and some of dinner today. I hope you like pork. She added. I then smoke. Pork, that sounds good. I suppose it's here now. I questioned as I viewed a man on a horse riding along the road. <laughs> the guy on the horse brings a horse hot roasted hog. Pork delivery. <laughs> we took our seat next to the Somme family in White Eagle. The pork was done to perfection, seasoned just right and not too salty. So the guy on the horse, who had it stuffed down his pants, the heat radiating from the cooked hog only added to the searing heat. My eye caught a bead of sweat flowing down unopposed along Hope's face. I then knew just how hot and humid it truly was today because she rarely sweats that much. We ate for about an hour and a half. That's the second th meal that's taken an hour and a half, I think. Her omelet also took. Also, the, the pork, the roast pork delivery guy comes on a horse. <laughs> yeah, just got a like, hey, sack sorry over about his shoulder. That. It's like those guys that used to sell meat out of their trunks in uh, in San Diego. Yes. Like, oh yeah, your neighbor gets your a delivery out of them, but they're not home. This. So like, you want? To... <laughs> I'm not buying meat, <laughs> let alone a whole roast. Preferring to it as a hog too It's just yeah. sort of off putting as he's doing it. Also off putting the fact that he's evidently keeping a sweat journal for his mistress. Oh, she rarely sweats this much. This is that's how I know it's hot. I don't have mm, my own. This is really going to improve the consistency of the bathwater tonight. Uh, really quick, once when I, in San Diego, I was just moved into a new house, and uh, we were unloading, and the garage was open, and the meat guy came by, and he's like, can I do the, my meat demonstration? I'm going, no, I'm not buying any meat. Do not do the meat demonstration for me. I'm cleaning the garage. And he goes, I I'm just trying to practice. Can I just do the meat oh, presentation? God. And I go, you can do it. I won't be listening, and I'll be sweeping the garage while you take your meat out. And he's like, sounds good. And he set up a table and started talking about the meat. And then he gets to the end of it. He goes, so how much can I put you down for? And I go, I'm not buying any meat. And he goes, well, fuck you. <laughs> well, sorry. And he starts slamming his stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? I could not have been more clear. Oh, the exact same thing happened to me. It was me and my, it was like, we were 22, first, you know, few months in San Diego, Pacific Beach, had just, you know, you know, pretty much like just passing the bong back and forth. And uh, the meat guy knocks on the door and we're like, oh no. And he does the whole thing. And like, we're 22, like, we're clearly not buying this meat. And just sitting there, like, watching him do it, be like, I can't even move. Like, and he's like, now, dude, how much can I put you down for? We're like, we, didn't, we can't buy any meat. And he's just like, well, what a waste of my time. We're like, we didn't ask for this. We didn't want it. For You're the, the door-to-door -door meat guy. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> I'm glad we both had this experience. I'm going to buy a $60 steak that gets delivered every 30 days, and I have to uh. sign up for it. All right. All right, let's wrap this thing up. There's yeah, one more sentence I want to focus on that's a misspelling, but it's very funny. Little was heard. Otherwise, I, however... I, sorry. It's just your, your brain fills in words that are supposed to be there. Little was heard otherwise. I, however, aware of the storm, lay awake thinking about the peacefulness 
and the clam. <laughs> the clam last few days. Oh, I missed that one. The, thinking about the clam really could keep you up at night. I would love if that was actually the, uh, the evil force in this one. <laughs> and anything else before the last, uh, the way this ends? Uh, no, I just have so many dumb sentences that yeah. I think we all can't right, even cover all of it. It ends with uh, one more meal. I sat in the kitchen watching Hope cook dinner. She cooked well and much to my taste. Her foods were always alive with flavor and yet a slight spice to them as well. Tonight for dinner she made Mexican rice and chicken burritos covered in a white cheddar sauce. It was very good. It contained ample amounts of chicken, peppers, and drowned in cheese. <laughs> contained and drowned in cheese. We soon had finished enjoying the food and now desired some well-needed sleep. Within our beds, we sank, and the breeze cooled us. We slept. So today, the past two days, he ate breakfast several times, read a book, put out a wildfire, ate a pig, and then ate burritos. Yes. That's, that's what happened in this chapter. And a beef stew. And beef stew. Yes, yeah. there was a beef stew interlude and a moose-bouche of beef stew. Yes. Holy crap. This has to be the longest we've ever talked about a book. I'm sorry, but this is so nuts. I looked at my notes. I was like, I don't think I've ever had this many notes. I even I, there was a, I went to the dark web, and we got to save it for next time. Okay. I did. I <laughs> forgot about it. I, do, I can't I thought you did it anymore. I... God. Whew. All right. Whew. All right. Well, let's do some dumb sentences. Uh, no, uh, we, we, we gotta, we've got to come up with a new sentence song. Yeah, um, that's right. No sentence getting, song this time, folks. We're getting dinged on Spotify. We've got to go all original. Um, let's see. Uh, here's the dumb sentences from our beloved Patreon listeners. Let's see what <laughs> we've covered a lot of these, but let's revisit our greatest hits here. Amanda submitted, I politely took both our plates and started to walk back to our table. I had forgot to mention my crippleness. I soon figured out. Uh, Janelle submitted, thus it was followed by a light, deep voice, <laughs> as demonstrated. Sarah submitted, I know of the engagement and marriage of these persons. She said that's what she thinks every time she sees a couple post, we did a thing on Instagram to announce oh, Sarah. <laughs> uh, Claire and Justin submitted one of your favorites, blood pressure, good medicine, good. <laughs> Nolan submitted the mail traveled by horse or if needed sooner by way of Nerfon. Uh, he said it reminded him of the sentence, in the middle of the night, Willow Uffgood rode the back of a dragon, uh, which is how Shadow Moon started. Uh, Chris submitted a adjacent one to Janelle's, well, I guess while we are on the subject, I am crippled and legally blind. He said, and this is another one, not since the mother from the room exclaimed, I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> yes. Was there a non sequitur that had so little significance to the plot? He should take, she should take one of those pills. Uh, um, oh, yeah. You know, he gave the doctor. Do you Curious. know the mother in the room's name? Any listeners out there? Do you know? I, I know. Don't, I, I don't remember. Claudette. He's oh one time greets her. Oh, hi, Claudette. Uh, Harrison submitted the smell of grilled beef, sausage, and other meats, of which were gently but lovingly glazed with a smoky barbecue sauce filled the air. Scott submitted, I held back the sadness apparent in my voice. He questioned how it was apparent if he held it back. <laughs> Mike submitted, I walked back to the ICU and entered her room. The IV sticking from her hands and the oxygen mask made her look awful, but I knew she would be fine. Mike said, I hope the IV would be sticking into her hand, or she, <laughs> not from her hands, or we may not be as fine as she's hoping, she's assuming he would be. Alejandro said, uh, she ate carefully, watching not to spill or rush too quickly. My guess is so she wouldn't look like a pig in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> sweating while she ate the pig though he was okay mm -hmm. with so uh sweating while eating not a good look uh nathan submitted a very short one omelets nice 
Uh, Elliot submitted the creamy sweetness of the milk and chocolate mixture passed over my tongue, cooling my body as it cascaded down my throat. Uh, Jeffrey submitted the food was coming along well. I had put the chicken into the oven and prepared the lettuce for cutting. My knife wasn't sharp enough, so I used my claws. They were always clean due to being laced with plasma. Harrison submitted, she led again for a few more songs, after which I led again, but felt I did well. By the time we left the club, it was cool, dark and cool, outside fireball, outside sat fireball, awaiting our return. I just wondered if he sat there the entire time or went or did something else. He said, this one dumb sentence contains five dumb sentences. Khan submitted, the girls went to look at, well, whatever girls shop for, as did we. That was while he was buying a quill pen. Andrew and Jacob submitted, I paid for everything, and this small woman of a waitress showed us to our table, <laughs> a place in the far left side of the building. It was a booth seat by one of the tall, oval-shaped windows. Mark submitted, the day now, Mark is the guy who submitted the book. Mark, the, the day now broke, and I felt the warmth of the sun on my face. It was Sunday. Chillicothe is where I wanted to go, but I knew I had to prepare for the first day of the new school year. I guess that's the, that's the lead of the book, and yeah. that's all the madness to follow. Jim submitted she got she got some chicken too, but also an enchilada and rice. Dave submitted, you know, anyway, we're going to have food like burgers, hot dogs, sausages, and other things, salad, cakes, all the usual stuff. Neva submitted, it's a dance with fast-paced movements and passion, something which was incorporated in many Spanish customs. That's uh, salsa dancing. And she said, uh, clearly, a fax king aficionado. Valentari submitted the others stayed behind to help clean up I did however leave a check large enough to pay for the reconstruction of the homes and land lost they wondered a check made out to whom exactly paid to order <laughs> of victims of wildfire Jackson submitted the flavor is very apparent and the cool tomatoes make it great thanks honey the food's good that's what you're going to say to Bridget later Yes. Mike submitted yes I want Sylvia Ball. There are three uh, commas in that uh, five-word sentence. Uh, Amy submitted, I made my way to the wardrobe, putting on fine clothes, consisting of light tan-colored shirt and pants with my initials on the chest and fine boots, comma, of the same color. Philip submitted, I gestured her to give me my plate, and thus I began to eat some. Uh, some being food, he said. Uh, Alex submitted, I guess, oh, this is, well, I guess my true question is how long I in the bath was. And he said he really fell into the Yoda syntax in the second chapter. And that is also one of the few sentences in the book with no commas. Craig and Daniel both submitted, who might I ask my voice muffled by the ever-present mass of pork in my mouth, speaking as I did as I chewed. And one of them said that was page 48 of the book, uh, I guess, according oh, wow. to the Kindle. And, and Hayden submitted, Pork, that sounds good. I suppose it's here now. I question as I viewed a man on a horse riding on roast. <laughs> he just said, I can't stop laughing at this one. I can't wait to eat that meat. <laughs> oh, what did uh, you have anything left? Uh, this is a sentence all by itself. The language, the people, as well as their reaction to the odd couple, comma, us. <laughs> um, I was going to go through them quickly. Uh, setting behind me to the left of my window and read over it. That's a sentence. <laughs> I wasn't present to do other things like training and my human life. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a, a surly teenager. Uh, I assume she knew as the smell of olive oil filled the room as I began to put on my shirt. <laughs> 
Wow, in isolation, that's gold. Oh, this one's too long. I'll skip that. The warm tea kissed by the fresh sugar cascaded onto my tongue, destined only to fall into my stomach. (laughs) As my body became motionless, my mind became again active as I entered, as I seemed to do a lot, the realm of dreams. Wow. Yoda syntax. And my final one. Instead of a massive wave, I forced the water to come up through the ground. T-H-R-E-W. Thus it smothered the flame. I have like five more. So I've got a few more. We then left for class. She had no classes with me at any point during the day except lunch. So the end of which came all too quickly was unpleasant to both her and I. Uh, Here's another one. I think this is a um, uh, uh, standing before me was a man by whom I hadn't had any idea of his origin. And then uh, the last one is smile. I did at the thought of her viewing the clothes. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, that is a lot. That was a long reading, too. But Yeah, it was. It was 20,000 words, which, you know, is not that much more than what we usually do, but it felt very yeah, long. You can't skip Just because of how dense it is. Yeah, right? you got to keep going. All right. Well, I'm excited for the rest. The next chapter begins with The Realm of Eris. So, uh... It's all in bold, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, right. everybody, for supporting it. Thanks, Thank for you. Mark, for recommending. Thanks, Jackals. If you have to listen to this in pieces, sorry, it's long. See you you all. Bye. (laughs) 